so to answer the question from before uh that so i don't know if you listened to the podcast back when johnny was on it yeah so johnny came in one day when it was johnny chris and i this is when chris first got like really onboarded into the uh onto the podcast yeah. and johnny goes hey so you guys know i don't drink right we're like yeah you don't really get drunk and he said well i got, did get drunk last night and i was on garage band and i came up with this song <laughs> that's amazing i want you guys to hear it and he played it and we just went yo that's so sick he's like we should use it and we we're like we should use it that's and amazing it's, it, that's been the theme song of this podcast was it like a three minute long song like no it was that like, it was just it was that <laughs> it was just the intro that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing hilarious because it works it, it works right it it totally works and it's so hard writing short music like short <laughs> sounds like trailer music or yeah. sound effects like that it's yeah. so hard to do very true very true real quick so everybody knows why we're talking about music so much uh so chris is not able to make it today so chris gave us his blessings to continue with our guest who's up from new jersey yes uh we've talked about him well i've talked about him because i know him very well i talked about him a couple episodes yeah. uh, before. This is uh, one of my best friends from college, B Stav. Hey. Yeah, Stavris is on the show. I'm here. Um, yeah, you're, you're here. Uh, I know, right? Made it happen. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. And finally, you're back like in the area because it's been a while since. And not on you. a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, we go way back. We I think I mentioned about how we used to be in a band together. Freshman year, I was playing guitar in my dorm room. I was like, I like Kill Switch Engage. I think you were playing Kill Switch. Yeah, probably. I think you were playing Kill Switch. And I walked by and wait, is that kid playing Kill Switch Engage? And that happened. Yeah, and then we've been friends ever since. Yeah, and then we lived. We moved in for junior year. Yes. Right. Yep. Junior year. That's what I was saying. It was funny because I was only roommates with you guys for the fall semester of senior year. Because then I didn't. Yeah. I like let my form go too long with my request for some reason for my right, and that's when all of our roommate situation got <laughs> and fucked up. And you guys up. just like random people for yeah. like just a couple months. Yeah, I remember that. And I was next door. Yeah. Because there was a bunch of music major kids that I they had an extra spot. And it was so random. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that it was shit. Hilarious. I remember that shit. I hardly remember like being in a separate room because it was just like we would always just hang out. Yeah. Where everyone being like opposite rooms. Yeah, and yeah, I remember you. You were just always glued to your fucking MIDI compositions, <laughs> and that's. <laughs> That was my, and then like, cause for the music program senior year, we had to essentially the last semester is like having a job. You would go out and you'd be in the field teaching. Yeah. So that was pretty much, I would have like a normal school Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Instead of being at school, like actual yeah. college classes. But you know what I listened to? Cause remember, uh, on the other episode, I was talking about how I drove down to Virginia mm-hmm. for the wedding and back. And for some reason, I think, I, I don't know if it's the nostalgia factor for why That's it slapped so fucking hard. Forget Paris. Did you really? <laughs> fucking slap yeah. so hard now. Yeah. I remember I was playing it and I was just like, fucking yeah. The, the, oh man, the harmonies. Just, They're great. Just, yeah. No, it's great. Because they're still playing, right? I don't know. I I'm thought I sure. saw something about how they're, they're writing music right now. Yeah. I think Mike is still involved and he's yeah. also another WestCon guy. Tyler, obviously, too. Yep. And then uh, Tyler, uh, Mike, we're in it. I saw Randy that. is also a WestCon guy, but he wasn't a music person. No? It wasn't his main in major, I don't think. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, because I remember buying it when it, when they released their full length, and uh, it was a good album, but for some yeah. reason, I haven't listened to it in the longest oh, time. Oh, yeah. It came out... It, it's crazy. I think it came out in like 2011 or 2009. No. No. We were in school. 2009, yeah, so 2008. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. 
2008. It probably came out like senior year around there. It's still, it's fucking great, man. It's great. It's great songwriting. It's great. For those who don't know, uh, we went to school with um, a whole bunch of talented people. Uh, some of those people are in a band called Forget Paris. From your high school, too. Uh, Ty, well, Tyler's well, from guess. my high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, if you go to Apple <clears throat> Music, I'm assuming they're on Spotify they're as on well. Spotify, yeah. They do have their full length. When you type in Forget Paris, it's going to pull up the soundtrack. <laughs> it's not the So Billy, ignore the, uh, that shit. What's his name? Billy Crystal movie, right? Is it Billy Crystal? Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is the album? My Light, My Armor? Yeah. Yeah, My Light, My Armor. So find that shit. Yeah. Uh, really fun album. Really fun album. And I think it's because now that I'm older and... Uh, I guess it's because I don't play in a band anymore. It's just that brings me back to the time when I was yeah. playing in a band. And it was just, woo, just put me yeah. right back in that in I that was thinking time. about this too today, like rock music too. The fact that it's actual just straightforward rock music. You don't Define really rock music. Anymore. Like what are you talking about when you say rock music? Well, even now in any mainstream music, there's not a lot of what you would call traditional rock music. With guitars, drums, and bass and somebody singing. Right? Right. But again, who do you when you say rock music, who pops in your head? When I say rock music, <laughs> there's so many subgenres. Who pops in rock. your head? When I just say just rock music, probably like ACDC or Metallica. That's classic rock, though. When Metallica, I, when I, say, I wouldn't say classic rock. No, but, no. but rock. Yeah, you're right. When I, I think say of rock, rock music. Hoobastank. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that could work. That could work. Hoobastank could work. For if you have a generic. Just straight ahead rock music. What do you, you know who? Of? You know who's like to me is when I when you say rock, I think of rock. I think of uh, what's his Leonard name? Leonard Skinner. No, no. Uh, what's his name? Chris uh, Cornell. No, the guy who like won the America's Got Talent or whatever fucking thing. Chris Daughtry. I think of Chris, Chris Daughtry. Daughtry. I think of like Foo Fighters. Okay, yeah, I that's, think the, of, yeah, that's uh, a big one. Foo like Fighters. Rise Against. They're punk for sure. They're more punk. I yeah, would say but, Foo Fighters has like the. Mainstream rock title right now, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've had it for a long fucking time. Yeah, not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but yeah, a long. No, they're time. they're a solid band. Yeah, Dave yeah. Grohl's great. Fuck He's a great man. guy. Speaking of music, what have you been listening to? Oh man, that's funny. Um, I was telling people this at a party recently. I'm so boring because I listen to like concert band music now, like wind ensemble music that you would hear like school bands play. Okay. Well, but, I mean, like, you, really you have to deal with that all the time, I'm assuming. Yeah, except it's on like a fourth, fifth grade level. So that's really, fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. But no, I, I love, I love teaching like the younger groups. Um, what else have we listening to? Snarky Puppy. You know them? Yep. I know Snarky Puppy. You introduced me to Snarky Puppy. Yeah. Like years ago. They're, they're, they have a new album came out. It's great. Yeah. Um, this guy, Jacob Collier. Have you okay. heard of him? He started out as like a YouTube, not like the YouTube sensation, but he did these acapella covers where it was like he would sing six to eight to like 12 parts. He's okay. this music genius from, he's from the UK. Um, and he got picked up by Quincy Jones. Like Quincy Jones found him. And he was like, this, this dude's a prodigy. Like I have perfect pitch, like where you can find a note without any reference. Right. But he has perfect pitch where it's like, yeah, that note's 27 cents flat. <laughs> that note's 13 cents sharp. And he'll do that stuff on purpose. He'll be like, oh, I'm singing in like this fixed tuning. And he's he's insane. He plays like all the instruments except for like horns and all that stuff. Fuck. He's great. Jacob Collier. So he's releasing this thing called uh, Jesse, which is D-J-E-S-S-E. -S -S -E, and it's like four different albums. <laughs> it's like 40 tracks. Okay. It has, he does all the writing. All I think he does most of the recording like in Logic and stuff. Oh, and he okay. overdubs it. Okay. And you, you see his Logic sessions. He'll post on like a live stream on his YouTube channel. And um, there's like 154 tracks. And it's ridiculous. And he has like extra RAM and all this stuff. 
Fuck. It's crazy. So him, he's he's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Checking him out, Jacob okay. Cool. Who else? Yeah. Mainly those guys. Snarky Puppy, Jacob Collier, Mute Math. Oh, Mute Math. They're okay. that rock band of Australia. Right. They're more like electronic now. Right. But their older albums are really good. I've been checking them out. I never know how to answer that question. When I was at a bachelor party for the wedding in Western Virginia, yeah. uh, I remember I was asked, was, hey, so what have you been listening to recently? And it's just like, I don't know, everything? Yeah. You know, like I've been listening to the same shit. I, 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 ca- I constantly still put on shit I listened to in high school. I'll just put shit on. Be like, oh, this is too. fun. I, I like this yeah. is a fav- one of my favorite albums. Yeah. But there's also stuff where it's weird, right? I feel like everything in right now with the music trend, everything is very, I don't know if it's because of America's Got Talent or like all the singing competitions and shit like that. Yeah. Everything is very like vocally and vocally. Everything is just based about on the singing part. Oh, I yeah. Feel. Everything's emphasizing the singing. Yeah. You know, singing or dancing. If you can't sing your ass off, then it's yeah. a, it has to be a very dancey thing. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I've been just in, just in the environment of just, listening to music that's what's just starting yeah. to filter in my range okay you know what i mean it's not like i'm just stuck on hardcore where it's just yeah no i'm listening to half we'll heart and nothing else <laughs> like just no it's it's i'm still listening to everything i still Amazing. put on you know misery signals absolutely or yeah. like have heart and all that shit but yeah. um now that i have streaming stuff with because i have apple music yeah it's so cool to just hear random shit oh yeah that the service provides for you just oh we think you like this yeah and sometimes they do it's, a great job at that too sometimes so, yeah i was gonna say sometimes it's way on point and i just oh this is dancey yeah. like oh this is so cool like and i love the the indie acoustic stuff or it's just super fucking far off just it's out there it's like i don't listen to that much death metal like <laughs> right? why do i have right? 10 songs of death metal on this right? you because, know what's funny with mine is that because i I'll, I'll use like youtube or spotify during lessons and so it'd be like a piano student in middle school trying to learn like an Ariana Grande song or some random like pop thing. <laughs> and so all this stuff will come up in my recommendations. I'm like, no, I don't listen to that as like regularly as you think. But nice. It's so funny. do you have Spotify or Apple Music? I have Spotify. Spotify. Does it yeah. do it? I've heard Spotify does a great job. Yeah. The, the, the playlists are pretty good. I don't do that much. I don't do like, let me listen to my suggested playlist. I listen to like either full albums pretty consistently or just the same tracks that I keep going back to. And stuff. You know what I'm also trying to do? I'm trying to go back to albums that I didn't like the first time. And okay. I'm trying to get back into them. Yeah. Like I was like, again, on that long ass drive, I was trying to get back into some Coheed and Cambria stuff. Oh yeah. That And I love Coheed. Yeah. But there's definitely some albums where I just, I wasn't feeling it at the time. Yeah. And now I'm really feeling it. And I'm, I'm just, the same like, way. Yeah. That's why I sent you that song where I just went. Yeah. Yo, the, his phrasing is so fucking good. And it's so They're amazing. They're such a good band. Right. And even in like, what, in high school, I was playing in a band at the time. The guitar player showed me. I think it was um, in Keeping Secrets, like the, the yeah. album. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know this band. Ironically, I knew them from Tabit, that program, where you can like look up guitar tabs and they play it along in MIDI. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this band Cody, this sounds like they have a lot of cool guitar stuff. And in the MIDI things, you can't hear any vocals. It's just like what the drums and bass and guitar would sound like in tab form. And uh, he showed me that. And I was like, oh yeah, I recognize this, but the voice is like really whiny. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. And then I couldn't do it for the longest time. Even like uh, in college, like sophomore year, is when good apollo came out the, right the, right the one with welcome home on it yes and that was an awesome album that's like my favorite <laughs> album still really it's so good yeah okay okay no not, that, not the one with uh feathers and, i know that's um that was kind of like they're more just over metal now or like iron maiden type that was band. probably that's probably like my 
favorite album behind In Keeping Secrets. Really? Yeah. The second one? The one with Feathers and uh, yep. Justice for Murder and all that stuff? And Grave Makers and uh, or really? Grave Diggers. And, That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just because it has the uh, the punch yeah, that's true. The punch that I want. Yeah. But like at the same time, like that song I sent you, for me, it's almost super 2006. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. Like the way he does it. And I just think, yeah. dude, because I could totally see this in the studio or see this live. And it's something that I grew up with. Yeah. Even though this album came out in like 2012. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's such a good throwback. And it's just like, fuck. They keep doing like, that's what, that's what was cool about, um, what was it? Not their latest one that they just released. The one before that, with uh, oh you yeah, got yeah, 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 kid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was just them like having fun. They're like, we're just, a rock band. We're still gonna play our stuff. Yeah, we're just gonna do our thing. And like, they're just solid songs. It it's fucking really great. Good. It's yeah. fucking great. But you, you yeah. know what made me really appreciate Coheed? when we. Oh, by the way, for everybody wondering, our band uh, technically down day. Yeah, dress down day. Technically, we never. In, it's, on, it's on indefinite hiatus. For, indefinite hiatus for the past uh, five to seven years. Ooh. But it's our band was called is called Dress Down Day, and uh, we were playing cover songs, and we played feathers, right? We played feathers, and at one gig we tried uh, in keeping, in keeping secrets. secrets. <laughs> um, and hard. when I play, I played bass for feathers. Right, that right, changed right. my entire perception of the band. Cause, oh yeah, because it's so easy to be sold on just the the melody, and of the of the lead on top of just the vocals. Yep, because Claudio is such a presence. But when I played bass, all of a sudden I was just I need to re-listen to all these songs yeah. just to listen to the drum and bass. Yeah, specifically, they didn't have their drummer for a while for that one album. Either was one it the drummer or, or the bassist? I thought the bassist I, left. Ba- bassist too. He got into some legal troubles or something. Yeah, I think he had a drug problem or yeah. something, and then he came back. Yeah, he cleaned up, and then, yeah, and then he Michael came Todd. Back. I don't know if he's still in the band. I think it's Michael Todd, um, the drummer though. He was. They had the guy from Dillinger Escape Plan for like one album. Oh yeah, and I he was that. good. But like the other yeah. drummer is so groove oriented, and you can tell he's a part of the songwriting process. Right, he's so good. Right, and he fucking oh my god. Yeah, just I, together. I just love listening to the bass of it. Just I've been playing a lot of bass too lately. It's a lot. It's so fun, and yeah. you have like a whole new appreciation for like the layers of the song. Yeah, like, yeah. I played um. Because part of my teaching thing is we do like a rock band thing on the okay. weekends with kids who are in like middle school, high school. So it's just like piano, guitar, and drums. And the, and the teachers will fill in when they don't have somebody playing that instrument or will sing the songs. And the the more advanced band, the kids who are in high school were doing a Zeppelin song. Uh, oh, nice. Good Times, Bad Times. And the drummer, yeah. like killing it, the guitarist, killing it. They don't have a bassist. And so I was trying to play the John Paul Jones thing. I mean, it's, it's freaking hard. Yeah. Like his bass lines are so good. Yeah. Yeah. So Sick. I'm just like, bass is so much fun. Nice, yeah. So rhythmic. Fucking hey. I haven't played bass since the band went on hiatus. Yeah, I got. I, I think got, Joe like, has it now, right? He might have it still. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice bass. Was. Fender Jazzmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Fuck American man. Fender Jazzmaster. I hope if he has it, he's playing the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we played with me, him, and Priest played like two years ago at my house. Yeah, I know. I remember you guys. Hysterical. You guys reminded me. I was. I think I was yeah, out. I think probably. It was I think Montreal we were going away or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, That's I remember hilarious. that. I remember that. That was good. Mm. Hilarious. Speaking of Joe, I was also listening to uh, Saves the Day on the drive. Oh. And I still remember meeting Joe and just meeting Joe as in I was walking down the dorm hallway and I heard what I thought was Saves the Day and it was just Joe playing guitar. Oh, he was like singing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like, That's is this an awesome. acoustic cover? I never heard of this shit. And then I went, no, somebody's definitely playing. And I was like, but he sounds exactly like. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I like and knocked. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, and it was uh, Adam and it was Joe. And they were like, oh, hey man, what's up? And they were just, 
<laughs> it was like, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Joe was in my health class. Like we had this health education class for some reason. I don't know what why his major made him take that. I don't know. But uh, I don't know for for the music ed for the education people. You had to like learn how to teach health or something or have that kind of background. Okay. I don't know. It's more so for. Uh, like emergency stuff that happens in school. Right, right. To be prepared for that. But he sat like a seat over for me. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the kid with the hat. I know him. I never knew him. Right. I think I talked to him like one or two times just to yeah. like say hello. And then yeah, he showed up at your house. <laughs> a couple of days, a couple of weeks, we were like looking for a bassist and all that yeah. stuff. We were looking for someone else to sing. Yeah. Dude, uh, what do you call it? Speaking of albums that I fell back, I like, I understand now and I like, I love the most recent Killswitch Engage albums. Oh, really? Which, the other two? Which, yeah, which I thought were just okay. Yeah. But just, okay, whatever. But for some reason, like out of nowhere, I just played them again. Just, all right, let's give it a shot. And just, and that, like, fifth time I played it, it was just, boom, that was the trick. And it just. Nice. Oh, man, I love this album. This song is so good. It just, I don't know what happens, but. That's awesome. It just flipped over. Jesse's great, too. It's great, too. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just like appreciating Jesse over Howard. When yeah, Howard left? they did a duet recently. They like he was featured on something. What's Howard doing? I think he's back in a band now. Really? Yeah. Isn't he in his fifties? I don't think he's that old. I don't know. I thought he was in his late thirties, forties back when we were. He might uh, be. He might be like forties now. I want to say. Yeah. Right. I think he was. He was in a band in Connecticut for a while. I think he still is. What's that band called? I forget. I don't know. Right. That's the problem. I don't fucking know. Yeah, there's so many. Oh man, I forget what they're called. That's why, because like when they wrote in darkness, when darkness falls, that song. Yeah. That was more of like the style he was used to. That it was like brutal. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Not blood has been shed. It's it's one of those just like yeah, metal just super names. metal. Yeah. Just the blackest yeah. blood or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. Oh my god. Yeah, but it's funny like. I haven't listened to a lot of metal lately. I'm getting more, not like jazz snob, but I'm getting more just like, it needs to have all these cool chord changes and rhythmic stuff going on. But I still appreciate the other like, just a straight ahead, just this is an awesome, brutal song or like, it has a good melody to it. I appreciate those aspects of music too. I think it's, like I've always been funny for being a music major and just like, like gushing being over jazz. Yeah, 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 being theory pretentious. Yeah. But no, I, I don't think, I don't think there's anything really to, to hold back on like what I was going to say you know what you, you know and I I think I have I figured it out because I was jokingly listening to uh, opera that's amazing yeah I've always, then, I want to like ask you about that but then I started to like start listening to it because yeah. I was thinking wow this is really yeah like woof, wow that climax was, yeah. was intense right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I was I actually have a playlist now for for opera so awesome. but I realized the reason why I don't always venture into those things is that to me it's almost like it's like it's like uh ganache it's like yeah. a triple chocolate cake yeah, yeah, ganache yeah. Yep. with with like a triple shot of cuban espresso or something yep. or italian espresso it's just yep. it's such an intense experience when it's just can i just pick out some chips kind of thing <laughs> yeah. is kind of yeah. also an option that i like to do it's like yeah. can i just have it's the same thing as like you want to go for a wine tasting or you want to crush some pbrs it's kind of the <laughs> same true. it's kind of the same feeling that's and analogous I, to that yeah and i realized because um i do this thing now uh in the mornings because uh you probably heard i do the whole time restricted eating so i don't really oh, have, yeah, yeah. I don't really have breakfast five days five or six days out of the week right so the one day i do it's an event 
and it's just I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> you I'm put on ha- the music, having my co- yes, yeah. and I usually put on uh, jazz. Jazz, awesome. I usually put on jazz. Yeah, but I put on the jazz radio, so it just keeps. Fl- so I'm not just playing the stuff that I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is very limited. Yeah, it's cool to just be like, oh, cool, who's this? Or wow, I really don't like that. Or I really do like this. Yeah. So it's cool to get the the variety pack. Yeah. But that's because that whole experience for me fits it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, do you? You've listen- always been that way with with having it go with the setting of where you are for music, which I'm kind of getting right. more like too. Well, like that's what I was going to ask you. Are you like this. you like you know going to the gym playing you know yeah like just woodwind like section ballads, stuff yeah. like yeah just yeah. like here we go gotta go work out. No, I mean yeah, it's crazy. I can totally see what you mean. It, it fascinates me how people come like especially who come into I know like only a couple people that are like. I like I'm, I grew up liking rock music, liking blues or whatever, and now I have a really good appreciation for classical music and for jazz right. without being a musician themselves. You know what I mean? Like, right? Because it's funny because jazz started out historically as like America's art form. It was like the pop music of America before the Beatles and all that stuff. Yeah, there's now, the uh, there's the meme about. Do you see the meme that's going around about no. it? No, it's like, well, what year did it come out? Like 1920s or something or. Yeah, yeah, like, like that, that became was big, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I forget what year it was, but it was like, it was basically, it was basically, um, like America in the blah 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 twenties or something, and it just they just listed all the things going wrong, like war, economy collapsing, stuff like this. America's solution: here's jazz music fixing uh, everything. I've, like, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen <laughs> jazz that. music can fix it all. That's just, amazing. <laughs> sorry, no, that. keep going. Just I thought it was funny when I saw that. No, it's hilarious. It's, Jazz, actually, what's fascinating now, there's a guy called um, Robert Glasper, who is like a legit jazz pianist. Okay. But he um, he's relatively young, too. Um, he's really infusing it with hip-hop. That's like the new thing that's happening in jazz. It's like, you know Jay Dilla, the producer? Yeah. They'll take Dilla beats, and they'll try to emulate that on drums, and they'll have like a live band do that kind of thing. And that's like the current right. direction of jazz right now. Right. So it's more like chill hop. I was going to say, well, that also stuff. is the whole lo-fi. Yeah chill genre. that's where like jazz is kind of merging right now actually it was funny there's this guy um Branford Marsalis he's like you know Wynton Marsalis a trumpet player no. there's a whole family of like really famous jazz musicians and Branford is I think he's the saxophonist and um in Downbeat magazine I want to say that which is like the jazz news magazine it's kind of like guitar world right but for for jazz and all that kind of stuff and um he said something about yeah, like guys like Robert Glasper just taking the tradition and just basically shitting all over it, and like he just had choice words to say about this guy. Jazz and would just, do that. He sounded like such like an old, out of touch. He's like, you're not you're not respecting the tradition if you put beats in your you know like and using all these different sounds and just like come on man, that's what's but, funny. So so you tell me, because you're clearly if if you can't if you listen and can't tell by now he's way more versed in this world <laughs> than I am. So you tell me. If you, if if you had a, if you went to go see a jazz group, I might, not you, but let's just say a group of people, because you clearly are very tolerable of most music, um, and and when I say jazz drums, I don't know the technical <laughs> term to really put it in yeah. the sense of, and I talked to you talked to you about this in college when I was like, you're like fascinated by jazz. Yeah, I was like, there's nothing regular about it. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Is, yeah. I can't even keep like I can understand like. The count somewhat, yep. but I don't understand what the fuck they're doing and how they're doing it. It's yeah. They just ah, just doing <laughs> shit randomly. Just yeah. Um, like so we'll call jazz drums. We'll just say jazz drums for okay. now. Instead of hearing that, you just hear a live, like chill hop beat. Just a simple 
it's Chill kind out. of like, it's kind of merging with that now, which is funny. But like, would that be offensive to everybody there if it's live? Do you know what I mean? It, it like, depends on where you I mean, are. Like, I'm, I mean, I don't mean just everybody as a bystander. I mean, yeah, like yeah. jazz fans. Well, there's it's funny because there's there's a whole scene like that in New York where it's just you have like I went to Dizzy's Club Coca Cola, which is in uh, it's on Columbus Circle, okay. so a little more uptown. Okay, and that's like a traditional. You'll see like a jazz trio or like a quartet or yeah. like you know just piano, bass, drums kind of thing, and they'll play standard jazz repertoire that's from you know songs that were developed or changed a little bit or their current version of these songs from like the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And then you have guys that are doing stuff like, um, oh, what's his name? Donnie McCaslin. He's more West Coast. Okay. Um, but these, Donnie McCaslin, this guy, Mark Juliana, and I think Tim Lafreb is the bassist. And they were a part of David Bowie's band when he did his last album right before yeah. he died. Yeah. And they've been coming out with stuff like like really trippy it's more like progressive jazz kind of stuff. So it still has like a saxophone, a beat, a bass line, and it still has a lot of improvisation, but it's really like they play around with all crazy sounds, a lot of samples in it. That's kind of what's happening with with like Brooklyn, different kind of under not underground, but the lesser populated jazz clubs. So in how the city. much so is that kind of just you think the evolution of jazz, or is that oh, kind yeah. of just the rap rock version of jazz that's coming no, out? No, right I think now? it's I think it's like the, definitely the newer generation's appreciation yeah. of jazz. I think it's because they got introduced by chill hop and and yeah like, and hip hop beats. Yeah, I think I think because of the culture behind that too. A lot of it, it's distinctly American, or it, it's not. Yeah, it's not something that's European that was brought over. Right, and which is why like rock took off so quickly too. Is why people say that rock and roll took off so quickly because it's just its own insulated culture that came from the average person. Right, it wasn't like you know your 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 government supported symphonies or regionally supported opera companies, that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm fascinated too, because you always liked classical music in college. You were like, yeah, I listen to Bach. I'm like, that's awesome. Like I can't, yeah, it's funny. Cause even in my graduate program now at Rutgers, it's funny. So like there's, there's different kind of majors. There's music theory, which is a big one. If you're like an academic, um, musicologist, which is like talking about, the study of music and culture. Okay, it can get really, really, really in depth and really specific. That's really that sounds really cool though. Music and culture because cool. they're in they there's maybe not symbiotic, but they are deeply entwined. Yeah, so that's really it can cool. get fascinating. Like one one girl's thesis for the whole class is basically just on this one, I think Peruvian ensemble and what they play and what that means to them and that kind of thing. But um, it's funny because I took a class that was awesome. It was called Experimental Music in the Americas. So the the guy was from Colombia, the professor. Columbia, the country. Um, and so he, he brought that experience of Latin American music as well as he was into like rock, like Frank Zappa and all that stuff too. But it's so funny how, how much, like even people my age in that program, in that class, they're like rolling their eyes that they heard like rock or Rage Against the Machine and all that stuff. They're like, oh man, this isn't, this isn't music. And I'm like, are you guys so indoctrinated in that, in that tradition of like, you have to learn an instrument, you have to learn this classical repertoire you have to learn it from this teacher that you can't even appreciate but, other styles. They're so ingrained in that one style. But what like, what what forces that? I definitely think it's um, the way we're taught in college, for sure. You think so? Yeah, and even that's like that's like half my dissertation, ironically enough, which is kind of funny. Oh, that's, that's cool. What I'm interested in which that's is cool. like because right, you did like many people like you. You didn't have you weren't in, in school band in high school. I was not in school band. There probably I, wasn't I, any opportunity. For I you. did choir. Nice. I, didn't I know did. That. Str- I did. Well, I played the violin. You didn't remember that? Yeah. I played violin when I was like. An, 
like fucking middle school. Yeah. So I played violin for four years. Yeah. Wow. And then I was in choir for two of those years. And then I, oh, and then that's when I had guitar class. Okay. And that's and when it was I, like, it was like its own separate class. It was offered. Yeah, it right. wasn't like music class. It was yeah. it was like no, you're in guitar class. Yeah. So everybody got an acoustic guitar. You yep. learned, you know, E at A G B E. Yeah. You you learned some chords. Eddie, dynamite, goodbye, Eddie. So I teach my students. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to learn the guitar strings. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I I remember I remember playing Crocodile Rock. Still. Oh, nice. I don't know how to play That's it. That's pretty hard. But I remember playing. Our teacher out. taught us. That's amazing. She was like this total. Looking back now, I realized she was such a hippie. She like, yeah, yeah. Long as she was oh like, yeah. Okay, everybody. Like <laughs> the guitar teacher. Yeah, we're playing Crocodile Rock. That's like, awesome. So I played Crock. That's what got me into. That actually is what got me into playing music. So yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, I was introduced into a classical environment, a traditional environment. No, fucking no. I was in just music classes. But yeah, when I played guitar, that's when I realized because I was trying to figure out songs on the violin. Yeah, and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Because it's a violin. So I just, and I was yeah, in middle school. The learning curve, too. Yeah. And I was just like, what the? F-? I could barely hold it <laughs> on my chair. I can't, I, I, even when we had our, so like to be, to be certified to be a music teacher in that, in that major, yeah. in, in, in your undergraduate years, you have to take like a semester on each of the instruments. Oh, so that's so cool. We, that's, that's why everyone like, and even now, like all the teachers I talk to, like you play piano, guitar, and drums, and bass, and saxophone. I was like, yeah, I mean, I kind of had to learn all those. Right. But so everyone's like so specialized. But anyways, it's funny because it's like, if you didn't have that opportunity in in was it middle school? Middle school for a guitar class, most of those people that I'm talking about that are kind of within that one style on their instrument, it's because that's all they have. They have like you go to band, you go to orchestra, you go to choir, right? You oh, learn this okay. music, you point. learn that's like point. the music that my teacher taught me. That was this is like the repertoire. Right. We're gonna sing Beethoven. We're gonna play this band piece. Right. And so, and ironically, that's only like even statistically. That's only ten percent to twenty percent of the entire school's population yeah. involved in those big ensembles. Right. Even like well, marching band, I guess, a little bit more. Right. But so they're only being taught that way. And then they get to college and it's still a little bit more specialized. It's in more that of way. that. It's more Where it's of like that. you're gonna keep learning like your Beethoven, you have to learn Bach on piano, you have your standard kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're only taught that one way. Yeah. And if I didn't have like my opportunities of like I went to this rock guitar camp when I was in like middle school. If I didn't have like guitar lessons from a private teacher or saxophone lessons on the side, that I wouldn't be as well-rounded as I am. I, you know what it was that got me for, and so it was weird because I was on the path of that until yeah. guitar class. Yeah. Guitar class, I remember I didn't know tabs. So all it was, was if somebody knew a song, you're like, could you teach me the song? Like, oh, yeah. like how do you play? Damn it. Dun, 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 dun. Like so, yep. and then you learn it and you go, oh, that's how you make sounds. And then it was, this person could play Crazy Train. It's like, no, yeah. you can play Crazy Train? Yeah. Just, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, how? No I, mean, I still remember sitting at the front steps getting pissed off because like my pinky wouldn't, yeah. like ha- doesn't have the Stretch strength yep. or dexterity to like hit, uh, to hit the note. Yeah. But I remember sitting there. There was, there, there, I couldn't, I didn't know what were tabs were. Until somebody said, oh, you could find tabs online that yes, tell you. And it. that's when it was, wait a minute, <clears throat> I can just look up any song I want to play. Yeah. And next thing it was Green Day, Blink-182. Yep. And I think that's what made it so much more accessible to be like, I can play cool things that I like to listen to. Yeah. So I can make the cool things. That's what's awesome about it. And what's right? even funnier too is that if you take, say like on that parallel path, you take a guy that does classical guitar. Okay. Right? Like they'll do classical guitar private lessons in middle school, 
private lessons in high school, maybe playing like a chamber ensemble right. with other instruments. Because even guitar is not really as involved in the large group ensembles. No. Yeah, and, right, of course. And the classical stuff. And then they get to a college and they get like to graduate level and they have like their masters in guitar performance, a classical guitar performance. They'll probably learn this handful of songs, their techniques, how to do certain things. If you're like, hey man, can you play like, let's play like a blues in E flat and then we're going to do this and I'll teach you this by ear. They'll be like, what? I'm not, I don't have the skill set to do that, which is crazy. I've that, run into that, that actual scenario that? With, with a pianist who, like, she's really good. We had to present something for her class. I'm like, yeah, just play, like, these four chords. It's like a one, five, six, four, and C. She's like, okay. And it took her, like, a minute to, like, figure it out. I'm like, you can play these crazy Mozart concertos. <laughs> and, like, so it's so funny. So it's more of a failing, I think, of, like, just how music develops yeah. in schools. Because that's what brought me back to that stuff. Yeah. Where it was... I'm on this path of like punk rock and like yeah. hardcore and metal and, and that stuff was really fun and cool. And then that's when it wasn't like tiring, but it wasn't rewarding. Yeah, It wasn't enough sustenance. And that's yeah. when you listen to a classical piece and then that's the emotional just... No, that's for sure. That's it's true, like going, sure. it's like an acid trip. Yeah. I'm just like, because yeah. you're so used to like what, this three minute little like Snickers bar yeah. and then you get yeah. like, you get this five course meal when you yeah. listen to like a, a, a good song like that, yeah. like and like name it, think of anything right. and you're just like, oh my God, this is yeah. so much and you're sweeping emotions and you're right. going through this whole story Yeah, and then you're, it's done. You're just like, whew, whoa, yeah. that was a lot. Like that's, that's what brought me back into it. That's what was, this is so much more rewarding than just listening to this fucking three minute 30 second yeah they, they both have their their draws for sure yeah but that's why it throws me off that somebody can just live off i don't think you can live off of either just by itself i feel like you need to have some right? like i i understand like yeah you love classical music but like you're telling me you don't dance if t swift comes on like you you gotta like at right? least bounce your head a little bit right, right? like yeah. you gotta like yeah like or at least be aware of those even like some people they're so entrenched in that one world that they don't even know which is like fine. It's, it's, yeah, some, right? It's, it's some all people taste are just too. fans. Yeah, sure. It's all taste too. But I think it's like, not to all ranty, but like... No, rant. You, <laughs> this is a podcast. Rant. Right? If you had, if you had like, like every other subject in school, in sciences, for example, you have physics, you have biology, you have chemistry, and you have to take those each year, probably. In, in high school for music, you don't really have, usually, you don't really have like music appreciation. Oh God! Now you have music theory class, and then you end up like me failing. <laughs> but even right, what's so For sad is years. like those things aren't often connected to the outside musical world unless you have a really good teacher. I bless his heart because you know him, Mr. D. I had an amazing, He's a teacher. fantastic teacher. I had an amazing teacher. Yes, I was just dumb, and I just couldn't pick up <laughs> on it. That's yeah. That's that's literally it. It's not that he was a bad teacher by any means. No, you know no. what I think it was. I was surrounded by people who knew music already. Yeah, it can be intimidating. And not only is it intimidating, but the class just moves on. If ninety nine point nine, it's like it's like another class in school. Yeah, yeah. You have like ninety nine point nine percent of the class yeah. gets it. Yeah, they move on. Yeah, and that one person is like, uh, wait, <laughs> no like, child left behind. No. Wait, I don't, <laughs> I don't get this. Yeah, at all. <laughs> right? Oh no! And then I'm trying to stay after. I'm asking everybody after class, like, "What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this Doing is." Doing your four part writing and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. It's just like, what the fuck is Mixolydian? Right. Just, just, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Right. Like, and then, oh my god, the worst was when he was, 
he would play fucking like chords and you'd have to like oh, like some ear training stuff yes that's that's hard too that's intimidating but i remember just being and everybody else was just getting it like oh yeah there's the an e and then there's the c and it was just like <laughs> sounds major to me yeah everybody's just like this i was like oh okay um don't feel bad because even at even at like in my undergraduate stuff people had a hard time with that Oh my God, fucking, he was, a, he's an amazing teacher, an amazing person, yeah, a great guy. I retired, I think now. Good for him. Yeah. Good for he him. He taught some stuff at WestCon for a little bit too, which was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. he taught like the, uh, how to teach band. Right. Like the the instrumental music methods class, it's called. He did such a good job and yeah. it sucks. I got that a student I, teacher with him. He was so, he was amazing. It sucks that I didn't like pick up. I also blame the fact that for me, it's almost music math and software engineering like coding for me they're all this they're all basically in the same field yeah they and could be my brain does not like that at all yeah my brain fucking hates it yeah there's it just, that meme that says like i'm sure you've seen that come on guys it's not rocket science yeah. and it's uh like like a music like a chord chart or something like that on a chalkboard yeah and then it goes to the professor like lecturing with like all this you know scientific formulas on the board <laughs> he's like come on guys it's not music theory <laughs> <laughs> that goes around all the time Right. It's just, it's like, fuck, dude. Right. Fuck. How do I not understand this? Yeah. Fucking hey. I listen to this guy, Robert Duke now, who's, he's out of University of Texas in oh. Austin. Sorry, keep talking. Oh, sure. He's all about like how people learn, even not just in music, but in different disciplines. And he, he makes this hilarious point where he's like, so if you're, if you're joining band and say you're in fourth grade, it's like, all right, first day you have to learn how to put the trumpet together. And then it's like, all right, kids, we're going to make our first sound. You open up to the first page in the book and it's like, <laughs> rest, 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 rest. Bah. And he's like, can you imagine any kid at that age going home to their friends, going home to their parents being like, man, I can't wait for what band has to offer me this year. It's just like, you're, you're making it not about learning music. It's about like that kind of drill thing. Yeah. Which I think is what the, the same problem that most people have with theory is that it's not connected. It's just like, here, run this stuff, learn how it all works and then it doesn't really get put in context. It definitely gave and that and taking guitar lessons which thankfully my my parents were willing to pay for didn't unfortunately didn't help me more other than just try to fix my horrible technique in playing <laughs> yeah. um but it was more a matter of it helped me really appreciate and start to understand how like what music is. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what that's what writing stuff, writing music really helped me appreciate. Right. Because you don't really get to appreciate how it's put together until you're like, what do I have to do after this? Like, yeah. Like, I've had this idea. What do I do next? Yeah, right. Like, I didn't understand how important just a, a piano was. Yeah. Until yeah. I started. I'm so glad I started on that. You're I'm lucky. I'm so glad. I play so, so much piano now. You're so fucking lucky. Even my dad, too. He's like, because he's a drummer. Right. Not really a percussionist where you can play the melodic instruments like the xylophone and marimba and all that stuff. And he's... Why you want to do the same thing? It's yeah. like I wish I did it reverse, like starting on piano. Yeah, no. If I learned layout, if I learned piano, I feel like it would have been yeah so much. I I would have been a completely different musician. Yeah, completely different music person as I think as a whole. If yeah. I did that, that would have been a different. Yeah. What's funny? We were road. talking earlier about like my philosophy on music and stuff now. Right. And it's cool because like mainly now it's just about getting kids to enjoy it. And getting their own personal connection out of it. It's not like you have to you learn this piece in the book and then do the next one. And you got to do it really well. Like there's always that element. But shouldn't that be the easy part? Like the kids here because they like music, right? Yeah, yeah, that should be. Right. But it's, it's ironic. You can, you can be you can be like in, in any field. You can be qualified to do something, but not really competent at it. No, you can be you can be competent, but you can't be like comprehensive with all your knowledge of it and okay. how to react to certain situations. I guess. Good point. So like 
it's funny. Like I've, I've had so many more students at this private studio because like for guitar, they'll have like that Mel Bay book, which is like so hard. It's like you're trying to read, first of all, right off the bat. Yo. You're trying to play all this stuff crossing different strings. And then I go to the kids. I'm like, all right, you know how to play a G note, right? They're like, yeah, you know how to play an A. I'm like, do you think you can make a song with just those two notes? Do you think that's possible? And they're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, okay, make up a song with those. And we'll go back and forth and play. And like, we'll start that way. With their, they're making up their own music. They're improvising. They're like seeing how it feels and how it sounds. As opposed to just like, I need to read this. I need to play this. I need to drill it through, drill it through. That's what was, that's what put me off back when I was learning. Yeah. Because there was just, you need to play these chords or you need to play these notes in th- this yeah. key and you can never, ch- which I get. Yeah, the discipline side is super important, but. Right, I get, I get, not only not only the, the discipline side of performance, but the discipline side of, of like, if you're in this key, you can't just jump to some crazy key because <laughs> right, right. you want to. Right. Like there is a, a there is a method to this madness. Yeah. And it's and I, I remember that's what you and I clashed on a lot because I didn't understand that. Because yeah, and then I, I was thinking to you because in, in one of my classes, the experimental music one, they basically had people who who said what you said. Like, why can't we put this bossa nova thing into a breakdown? <laughs> why can't we have this like traditional Latin American music into this like noise rock thing? Yeah. And that was like their whole where they made music yeah. so you can I yeah mean, right but but like but back in you know what 2000 and whenever i was in school 2004 you know doing yeah. it with mr d and i was just like but why can't i just do this it's just <laughs> oh, that's not how this works in this in this right? piece it's like but why i don't right? understand just because the paper says so because <laughs> i can just do that like yeah <laughs> like and that nothing's stopping me from just doing that and putting it in yeah. it may sound really dissonant but like there, well, there's there's a real. That's why everyone like gets away with saying music is math, music is science, which it is. Right. But it has those kind of elements. Right. Like, it was really funny. Like quick funny story. I, I had a concert at one of my schools. I, I teach at different Catholic schools throughout the week. Yeah. And I teach school band, like what traditionally you would think of a school band, and they're much smaller ensembles because the schools are smaller. So right. it's only like I do grades one through eight. So we had a grade of, like four through eight band, and this principal, I mean like. She met really well, and she's very supportive of like the music program in the school. Nice. And so the concert finished. And she said, I'm, "I'm so happy to see everybody in band this year. I hope we have more people join band next year. They did a great job. It sounds so great. Did you know that you know music? It helps your math scores. It helps your science scores. It helps you. I'm just like, no, no, it doesn't. It cures cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Studies have shown that if you study a musical instrument, every part of you is going to become smart. I'm like, no, that's not what it says. Not, that's not what it says. Oh no. And she, and then so like she turned to the to the stage and she went. So like for example, how many of you have had better math grades because you've been taking music this year? And like everyone just looked around. <laughs> I'm like, I felt so bad. I was just like, thank you, thank you, anyway. You know, but. Right for 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 so clearly, if you're listening, if you're still listening, you know you should know that uh, I'm a deep dive. Well, not only a deep dive, but Stav and I are, are pretty close, so we're kind of more in just friendship talk at this point. But yeah. like, which is fine. But a lot of people don't know our history, so start at the very beginning. Well, no, no I mean, like we we, <laughs> we kind of put it out how we became friends in college just because of Kill Switch Engage. But as far as when we finally started playing music, which was like three years later, yeah, um, and not even seriously, I think four years later was when we seriously started playing music together. We, we, so we just talked about it, but we, we've had a big clash because yes, I took theory classes. Yes, I like understand theory to a certain degree. As you can tell, clearly I'm not fully trained in that realm at all in the way that Stav is. The amount of like communication issues we had... <laughs> <laughs> like trying to talk about music wasn't like bad, but it was just hilarious because I'd have to try. I said it to Chris. 
when I like tried to tell him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's the only guy I can really write easily with. Yeah. He's like, why is that? And I was like, he just understands me. Yeah. So when I say like, chaka chaka to like a wicka wicka, <laughs> like he understands what I mean, yeah. what I'm trying yeah. to do, and he gets it. That's honestly like, <laughs> even for people who are not like, I don't need a music degree to, to play, if you're just passionate about playing an instrument. Right, right. That's as far as music theory needs to take you. So you have the ability to communicate something that if you want something to sound a certain way, that you can make it sound that way. Right. And you can make it come out of your instrument. That's as far as it needs to really go. Right. But like the amount of times we'd had conversations where I'd be like, so why don't we just do this? <laughs> Let's go to the bow with a bow with a bow. And I'm like, all right, sure, yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, sure. Or I would like propose some crazy shit and thankfully you'd be along for it, but you would just be like, that's random, but we could we'll try right. You we try. could probably do that. Yeah. I don't I don't see why not. Yeah. And it's like, is that okay? And you're like, theoretically, no, but we could probably <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But ironically, that's how I am now, where it's like before I'd be like, Oh man, I gotta go to this like sharp eleven chord. It's gonna sound so great. Because I knew that it would work in like theory context. Right, right. But now I'm going the backwards route and being like, this way that this thing sounds makes me feel a certain way. Yes. So I know how that reaction is going to happen. So that's why I can just by playing it in. And that is the core of how him and I always addressed each other with music writing. Yeah. It was, I would always be like, but this makes me feel angry or this makes me feel happy. Yeah. I would literally say like, what if this part, we did this because that makes me want to fly. Yeah. And you would <laughs> right. be like, right. Was okay. cue the flying music. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, okay, we could have the flying part. Right. That, that works. Right. We could do a flying part. That's why film score is so good. I'm so into like film score yeah. a lot. Cause you take, they can take a like, you know, two minute scene and the director can say, okay, this is what's going to be happening. And it's not even filmed yet or fully realized. And right. someone like John Williams will just kill it and come up with some amazing music. Dude. Um, fucking, I don't know who you saw Avengers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan Silvestri. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, I don't I don't know if it, they were definitely happy tears, but I had tears at like the, yeah. the portal song. Yeah. Yeah. When the way they built it up, yeah. and Chris Chris explains that moment perfectly, because um, they have they have the breaks so that the music can take over, yeah, and, and people can applaud and things, yeah, and it's yeah. like the way the music swells with each character, and then oh, finally yeah. it apexes to this massive thing, then it's yeah. silence for this one line, yeah, and then it just comes crashing in the biggest it's like so nuclear fallout wave, right, of emotion, and then like the camera shaking because they're all moving, and yep. it's just like. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jesus! Dude, like, I was getting goosebumps. I watched, I like let YouTube play in my car of like somebody filming the portal scene and and, and an audience reaction to that. Oh, and yeah. So, but it wasn't it wasn't like this big erupting cheer. It was just like each character would come back on the screen and just be like, yeah, like that. Yeah. And, but like even that theme that still had the same effect on me with like that crappy sound quality. Yeah, and it's like, just wow, it's amazing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's see it's stuff like that. I like you tell me theoretically, is that tied to the emotional nostalgia we've had over time with associating that song to the movies we've seen? That, or yeah. is that just so well composed if they just knew how to hit the right buttons? It's a little bit of both, but I feel like you could get like it's it's funny, speaking of opera, that's where kind of that idea comes from is that each character has a leap motif or like its own, like Iron Man had his music in the yes. Iron Man films. Yes. And so each character of the Avengers theme is the Avengers theme and it's only saved for certain parts of the movie. Right. Or even like in Star Wars, Rey's theme or, you know, like the, like the certain pieces of the Imperial March or something Princess like that Leia's, Princess Leia's yeah. music is very... Da, so it kind da, of like cues you in with that connection. But yeah, I mean like, it would be kind of really out of character if they had this like hokey like banjo playing. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like you know, um 
um, Sherlock, Sherlock right. Holmes, the movie. Yes. Hans Zimmer did the score to that. And he's great at that stuff too. But like back, back, like if you talk to me in college, like Hans Zimmer, just does the same build up. Like yeah. I'd be like, you know, I think you did say that. Cause I said, I, probably like, I fucking love Hans Zimmer. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, and it's kind I, of the same thing each time. Yeah. But he, like, he yeah, makes it, he's one of those guys where he can do exactly what's appropriate for the moment and, and evoke that emotion. He's really good at that. Did we ever talk about Mad Max? No, but I didn't see it. You haven't seen I Mad haven't Max seen Fury Mad Road? Max. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm how bad with you, movies. How have you not seen that movie? <laughs> I have not seen Mad Max. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was busy watching all the Avengers. I watch a lot of TV shows. Dude, not, not you need to watch so Mad Max for I that know. musical experience. Well, it's hearing you guys talk about it, too. Yes, visually, it yeah. is just like basically taking cocaine and throwing <laughs> it into your eyeballs. But like, <laughs> but like the music is so like if after I saw that movie, when I would play the music while I was driving, I would just start gripping <laughs> so. like my knuckles would start turning white and I would just start going. I used to drive through Waterbury by putting on one of the songs from That's that movie amazing. and had to navigate through traffic at <laughs> Waterbury, like trying to not yeah, slow down. Right. Like. Oh my god! One of those one of those songs is still on like my cardio playlist when I was in spin class. That's amazing. Like it's just it's fucking it's just like. That's what's funny too, because like, is it is it a like symphonic sounding film score like a traditional like? It's by a guy called Junkie XL. So is it more electronic stuff, which is probably appropriate for the movie? Which is right? weird. It, it's I don't it, like it is, but it's not. Yeah. Which like, here's, is, here's an example of film music I don't like. You like you know like the Transformers. Like I forget which one. Not Bumblebee. The all Bumblebee. of them. Yeah. All of them. Well, like all I remember from seeing one of the Transformers trailers, it was just like have this sound effect and be like, and just like drum hits. And every two seconds, you're just like, you know, like that's all I remember. I'm like, that's great. That's just like that's like your Snickers bar of like what you could do with film music. Right. Right. No, you should. I always tell people, if you watch Mad Max Fury Road, it needs to be in a dark room with a big TV <laughs> in 4K yeah. with surround sound or with headphones on because it's such an... Yeah, ex- I can't watch that in the apartment, probably. Uh, <laughs> you have to blast it up. Do you have... Yeah. Well, I'm, fuck them. Do it. Just do it, dude. Like, yeah. like, it's... I can't explain, like, how visceral that movie is. Yeah, yeah. Just... That's what makes it probably. So I would love too. for you to watch it because I didn't know you'd never seen it. I, I want to hear it. your take on the music and how it's applied. Yeah, because the music ramps it up to the like cocaine part of the yeah, in yeah. the eyeballs. Yeah, without it, like yes, it's there's still cocaine involved, but it's not like thrown directly <laughs> into your eyeballs. It's not as near of a cocaine experience, dude. It's it's fucking insane. Yeah. That movie. I remember that's Tom Hardy, right? Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron. The man, yeah. yeah. I remember that movie ended. And I remember like I gripped the seat the entire <laughs> movie, and I yeah. finally just. Like go yeah. at the end. I just went, yeah. oh my god, it's over. Holy shit, that was <laughs> that was intense. Yeah. That was so intense. Yeah. I didn't didn't expect that at all. That was so much. Oh man, you know, that you was know what's so similar much. with that for me is definitely Lord of the Rings. The music of uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Because you're uh, just like you're in that world. Yes, and it's like you're riding on a horse. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like that. <laughs> yes, you're there. Yeah, who did Lord of the Rings? Howard Shore. Oh Howard yes, Shore. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he's fantastic. I love uh, the the Hobbit's theme. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 All, whatever that fucking it. thing was. Well, yeah. Speaking but. of like, if you were ta- you were asking about, is there like specific things that film composers know to do? I think the common element is they just change key a lot. So they'll have like some theme in one key, 
and they'll do it like a major third above or they'll do it like in a different key a little bit it's plotting too it's like boom so it always sounds like it's changing, but it's somewhat familiar. That's a yeah. big, like John Williams does that, like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack does that. Ooh. Danny Elfman does that a lot too. Danny yeah. Elfman, I didn't appreciate him for the longest time, but he has such good music for his movies. He doesn't do as much though, does he? He's basically just with Tim Burton, I think. I Anytime he, he he's the he's only employed by yeah. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. It's like, the only it's like Johnny Depp, Tim there. Burton, and Danny Elfman. Like yes. you know they're gonna be doing yes. something together. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, but he's he's really good too. And he was in this '80s band called Wham. He was in like a hair band or like this like pop '80s band as a guitar player, bassist, something like that. No, right, good for him, right? Turning so that it's just around. like yeah, right. It's like coming from I don't know, like Poison, right? The band Poison being like yeah, I write like film music now, <laughs> and like he knew his stuff. So he's awesome. I don't know why I love I fucking love playing old old music again. Like I love playing just like OG Whitney Houston. Fucking yeah. like uh, she's fantastic. Flock of Seagulls, like Flock all that. Seagulls. Like all, like just. I did this um random shit. My my boss at one of the jobs I have, his son is a, like a gigging New York bassist, so he has all these connections. Right. And you know, do you ever see that video of Lady Gaga back in the day before she was Lady Gaga, like Stephanie, whatever? Her well, name she was is. just playing a piano. She was playing like just like rock kind of stuff. Like songwriter rock pop stuff. I only saw her. I only saw like bar vids. Yeah, yeah. Of like so, so her that, doing like ballads though. Oh, okay. The, there is one of them. Just I bring it up because there's this place called the Bitter End in New York, which is, I think is in Brooklyn. And so, long story short, the guy that I know, his, his, his bassist, he's part of a kind of like a company that puts on themed concerts at the Bitter End, and it's always like for a benefit for some charity. Oh, nice. And they do a different one either each month or each couple of months. But the one I got to do is, is called Goonies Never Say Die, songs from 1984. So we played only songs from 1984, 85. It was awesome. That's sick. Some guy we did Take On Me, we did Aha, uh-huh, Take On Me. <laughs> yep, I got to yep. play the freaking synth part, like yeah. the main melody. But the guy who sang it killed it. It was awesome. So like all the 80s stuff. Yep. Billy Ocean. Yeah. Like that shit. I, lo- I, like, I remember I heard... Um, Shout out to I think Applebee's because they went. <laughs> their marketing campaign is currently nothing but eighties hits. Yeah, like eighties and nineties hits. Nostalgia is so big. And they played in Billy, like right "Get now. Into My Car," "Get Out of My Dreams," yeah. "Into My Car." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, oh my god, I, when I when I saw the commercial at work, yeah, I just went, oh my god, I haven't heard that song in maybe eight years. I need to play it. And then that afternoon, I was playing it thanks to streaming services. Yep. It's yeah. so, and it starts with the vroom, 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 Just the sounds in the 80s. Amazing. So good. It's so good. And it's just, oh my God. Yeah, I didn't appreciate like 80s pop for the longest time. Then you try, again, you try to like write something like that or use the synth sounds. You're like, this is all like really masterful, cool stuff. It's, yeah. The way they blend the sounds together. Oh my God. All the synths. Yeah, I was gonna say like what what made it so cheesy? <laughs> it used you, to be you, you had that reference what time in bad practice about um <laughs> like the Michael Jackson black or white snare drum. Yeah. That, <laughs> it's like it sounds like someone's hitting a two by four mixed with like a snare on it or something. Or hand claps. Yeah. Like it's two by four and hand claps just mixed together. It's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like the drum machine of the time, whatever that sound was. Like a yeah, Roland yeah. eight oh eight. That permeated like eighties music everywhere. But but like it was cheesy, but now here we are talking about how good it was and how yeah. much we enjoy replaying it. Like, is it nostalgia or is it just it really was that good? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. 
I think nostalgia is a big thing now with all these remake movies. Like nostalgia and culture, for sure. Disney's doing live-action remakes of all of their movies. Right. Whitney Houston just came out with a song with Kygo. Did she really? Yeah, it's actually really good. It's actually wow. super catchy. Yeah. It's great, like, Did they just use, vibes. like, old footage of her? Like, old uh, sample? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Whitney just came out. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Anytime someone does that with, like, a pop artist, that always reminds me of that Chappelle show bit with the Tupac song. Where he's like, I wrote this song oh, a yeah. real long time ago, <laughs> yeah, 1994. <laughs> yeah. And he's like still making new information up in the song <laughs> yeah. about people in the club. They shot me. Just... <laughs> he yeah, it's like the Chris red. Rock bit too. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. And then like Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. coming out. I want to see it so Which is bad. like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it so bad. Heather they fucking, they crush it. Yeah. Yeah, Aladdin, Toy Story Aladdin. 4. Beauty and the Beast came out recently. Beauty and the Beast, Lion King's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Actually, so, not to oh, switch yes, gears right. too much, but, and I, I already know your answer because I know you, but as you've noticed, Chris and I try not to get too, like, yeah, yeah. like today's hits, today, yeah. like, headlines yeah, yeah. About, about stuff, but fuck yeah. it, he's not here, and this is a very non-standard po- uh, episode. Yeah. What do you think of the backlash of the black Ariel yeah. versus the like the true white Ariel that they were that yeah. everybody's complaining about? You no, know, that's so funny because like Heather and I, my girlfriend, were talking about that, and it's like, and so it's funny because she's she's half Indian, right? So her example was like, I want I want Ariel to have red hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> like be like the way you remember it in the, in the animated sense, right? Because growing up, she could never find an Indian Barbie until like Jasmine came out. Right. And even the new Jasmine in the in the new Aladdin, I guess, is like lighter. Really? Ish. Okay. And so there's that two there's the two sides of it where I'm just like, I, I understand. Like, like again, it's 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 a mermaid. So fine. You know? And a cartoon mermaid. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like it doesn't matter what the hell it looks like. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, I guess I could people just had their traditional view Mm-mm. of what they remember something looking like too. And I guess it's hard for them to accept that sometimes. I guess, and maybe this is the, the, the pessimist of me, but I never wanted to see any of the live actions. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair way to take it. Yeah. So when they're like, Oh, there's this black girl playing Ariel. I just went for a live action remake. They said, yeah. I said, Oh, so it's another thing I don't want to fucking see. Cause yeah. I think it's garbage that they're doing live action remakes. That's true too. They don't need that's, to be that's doing. That's a whole nother layer of it. When they could instead be just making whole new franchises. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole nother layer of it too. Right. Yeah. It's like, so uh, I almost called her Hermione. So Emma Watson being a beauty and the beast, she wasn't as tall as Belle. Right. So why are we not complaining about that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. You and I are both completely pretty socially liberal. So we're both yeah. obviously like, but here's, here's what's funny. Do, do you think there's, there could be a, a time where it's almost like this quota of diversity where they're like, we need to have one person of each, every possible race or social class so we can get into a movie. Dude, didn't some people have issue with like the star Wars for that? The newer star Wars movies. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. I think they were like, even uh, especially female leads in star Wars. You know, they're like yeah. most of the older like people that cherish the older Star Wars movies. Like, oh, there's a female. Yeah, character. but like me being a diehard Star Wars fan, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I was just right. like, whatever. Yeah. But like, uh, but I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Representation matters, but at the same time, the only people caring. So this is with anything, right? Just 
how tolerant are you if you're intolerant of intolerable people? It's kind of like, well, how, you know, um, how inclusive are you to the diversity if you're putting all these white people out? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? right. So, like, I that's get it. That's what's funny. And that's what's, what do you, what do you think of, I didn't, do you know about the, um, I was talking about this too earlier today, the, the backlash with Brie Larson. Wasn't that when, right before Captain Marvel came out, where she, has something, she says something like, there need to be less white men in charge at Hollywood or something? I don't know. I mean, this is really not anywhere near what she said. I don't know exactly what she said. Summarize. But there was some kind of there was some kind of political kill the white devils. Made. Yeah, and then and then everybody's just like Captain Marvel's garbage. It didn't need to happen. How dare she? And, and you know, and just like got so upset over that too. I mean, she's right. There should be more diversity yeah, at right? the top of the yeah. food chain here. I mean, I, here. What do you think about this? As as always, being aware of that kind of stuff. Do you think? And I'm. I'm, I find myself being way too pragmatic these days, meaning like, I just want it to be the easiest way for everybody. <laughs> like, if we all just leave each other alone for a little bit, right. maybe we'll just not make a big deal out of anything and we'll all find a way to sell, like, settle it out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, is that too apathetic of a way for me to take? Or, you no. know what I mean? I mean, if that's better than my response. My response is like, go fuck yourself. If this is bothering you, <laughs> yeah. like, like you should probably look in the mirror and yeah, sure. slap no, yourself in the face a few times. Yeah. It's just like, it's like Ariel not being white. If that ruins your day, if Nike not having an American flag on their shoe <laughs> yeah. ruins your entire purchase history with Nike and your future purchasing decisions with Nike. It's just, you know what I'm realizing? I'm realizing that there's just, there's a, there's people who are patriotic. Yeah. And then there's people where being patriotic is their thing because they don't have another thing. Yeah. It's just like, stop my flag. I'll stop your ass. It's like, yeah. well, no, that's the freedom of speech. That's the first amendment. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, that's, yeah, re- so, that's really a, a thing that you don't need to assault people for, but yeah. I, I get it. You know, like somebody posted on Twitter a picture of uh, the person burning a flag in front of the White House or the Pentagon or whatever this oh, yeah. week. And the question the question on top of the picture was, should this person be arrested, yes or no? And everybody said no. A lot of people said caveats. Like, it disgusts me when I see this and blah, blah, blah. But no, this is they're not hurting anybody. This is yeah. the First Amendment, right? right so right. no, it's just not something that I agree with. Yeah. You know, so thankfully that was a pretty rational threat. Yeah. But there was a lot of just, oh, why don't yeah. you burn? If you don't like it, why don't you go burn your house and leave? Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> right? I saw, it's funny you say that because yesterday was 4th of July. Yeah. Happy Independence Day. Yes, exactly. Ooh, land of the free, but you can't smoke weed or have hookers. <laughs> and you can't drink until you're 21. <laughs> and all the airports were, all the airports were taken care of by our revolutionary forefathers. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was funny. And you, <laughs> yeah, and you can't, uh, and you can go to war and kill people for uh, for money at 18, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a whole other issue. Land of the free. Keep going. <laughs> I saw a guy who, uh, two guys on separate motorcycles. Um, <laughs> one guy had a vest that said on the back of it, just, you know, sleeveless leather vest. Typical, like, big biker guy you'd expect kind of thing. Not, I mean, what, whatever. The, the, I don't know. The, the, that's, image, that's you yeah, yeah. the image you have yeah, in your head. The image you have in your head. That yes. you may possibly have in your head. Um. And it said on the back of his vest something to the effect of, "If you don't like, you know, either you like it here, either you live here and like it, or you like somewhere else where you live, or something like the old motto of like, if you don't like it, just get the hell just out, leave, yeah, yeah, kind of thing." So, there's a lot of that. There's yeah. a lot. Of, there's a lot of also like, uh, like, 
the thin blue line or whatever or whatever it is that like you prefer have you watched jim jeffries recently no but i i watched the uh, gun bit like two nights ago but have you watched yeah. any of his actual specials? Not, I don't think I've watched a whole entire oh, special. They're all on Netflix. Yeah, I know. I got to go check them out. Just watch them on the way home, please. I watched the Gabriel Iglesias stand-up. Oh, Fluffy. The new one. Fluffy Boy. Yeah, and like, I mean, Heather and I were both like, it was great for the first like little bit. And then just the end is kind of like, he's one of those comedians now where he's so, he's so huge, his popularity, that he was doing old bits because so people the, want him to do it. And the audience was like filling in its bits. Like it was almost like a Dice Clay show. That's that's why that people still do that with Dice Clay. Yeah. That's and just so their thing. Now. I've always heard like Joe Rogan talk about that where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to do the same I'm hits. I'm going to do this old shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. So exactly. that kind of, it got almost like cringy at some point. Where, I mean, and, and. Well, Jim Jeffries would be plenty cringy for, <laughs> for you yeah. and, uh, and your girlfriend if yeah. you watch it together. Um, yeah. No, but he's just, I think this package with the Australian accent, it's even more hilarious. It's just, it's. He's he's pretty like. He's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. He's he he does a joke about miscarriages. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's he's uh yeah. he's he's brutal, and yeah. he always he always says like. That's probably why I've avoided it. What, <laughs> what, what, what of his, that back in college. One of his favorite, one of my favorite things he says in one of his specials is uh. So a lot of you were here because you saw my gun bit on YouTube or TV show or something, yeah. and you came here hoping for. A great political satirical comedy show. Yeah, he was like, clearly that's not what I'm about. <laughs> Talking about brothels and miscarriages. Yeah, and getting drunk and like yeah. like getting in fights with his wife. He's like, right. Clearly that's not what I talk about. So, yeah. welcome. Hope you're having a good time. Yeah, and it's a great like it's a great uh, expectation setter. But I was gonna say one of the things I like is when he talks about freedom. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he has a whole bit about freedom, and he goes land of the free, and he, I'm not going to ruin all of it, but long story short, he explains how you're really not that free in America. He was like, I'm yeah. actually freer in Holland, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually freer like yeah, in yeah. Australia, I'm yeah. actually freer in all these other places. Yeah, and that goes back to what I'm realizing now that he was kind of trying to say, which is there's this weird obsession with the identity and image of the american patriot oh absolutely here nationalism yeah you want to belong to a singular identity that you can define but it's weird because that identity is also against other americans yeah which is super weird yeah it is weird you were there for the original like foray into canada with me when we went up there and i I haven't stopped going actually i'm going in uh (laughs) six weeks so <laughs> they're gonna say like like twelve hours. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still going. <laughs> but something I love about Canadian patriotism that's very different than here is that Canadian patriotism is that they and same thing with Irish patriotism. Yeah, they yes. are very loving and happy about their country, but also each other. Now, yes, there's always factions, there's always fractions, and there's always issues with other groups. But it's not the same as it is in America, where America, it almost feels like a social war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if this was olden times, there'd be fights. There would be gangs in New York in the street. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> and like, unfortunately, sometimes it goes that extreme. It does. You know? Right? You know what I was thinking, too, like talking to you about is um, how overwhelming just content is lately. Like what I mean? For me, just like the last couple of years of my life, just... There's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's... I'm only on, usually on Facebook 
and now Reddit finally. Oh, and thank just, like, God you're on Reddit. Reddit all the time. Oh, thank God you're on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just the amount of content of other people's opinions. And I mean, it's, it's oh. all important in its own way and it contributes in its own way. But the amount of like things that are not like this, having a conversation, sitting across from a human being right. and, and getting all of their viewpoints and talking to them. Right. It's more just, here's this quick bit on what someone thinks. Here's us reporting on what we think someone said and how we can spin it that way. And there's such an overwhelming amount of that now where it's like, that's probably maybe what's contributing to all that stuff. Possibly. I mean, I'm actually off Facebook yeah. at this point. Like, I'm not really, like, I am I have a profile, but I don't, I go on Facebook, I think, once every two months. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, right, I have Facebook. I should see what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen crazy people Facebook subreddit. No. <laughs> It's just, I can only imagine. it's just, it's just the crazy shit from Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me glad I don't go on it that often because yeah. I feel like going on, it was just a habit that once I broke, it was very easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm all over Instagram. I'm on Twitter all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Reddit all the time. Yeah. I sometimes touch Snapchat, Facebook. I rarely touch, mm-hmm. but there's something about Facebook where I think it's just because it has the largest demographic. Yeah. That's that true. There's some wild shit that goes down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just. And like people, like not my parents, but people in my family, like are all not guilty of that, but like they can be part of that anytime. They're always posting political stuff. Yeah. And it's just, what the fuck? Nothing wrong about being political. No, yes, right. Not but at like, all. But I like, feel like we're just, we're just conversing with it and we're dealing with it in a different way if we were, as opposed to if we were talking about Speaking it. of, do you know about the Donald? The Donald? The Donald. And Donald sense. is a subreddit about Donald Trump. Yeah. Big conservative supporting subreddit community. Yeah, yeah. They just got uh, quarantined. Oh. So a subreddit gets quarantined when it violates enough yeah. rules for the yep. site that Reddit and They sound like they're pretty strict sometimes, it seems like. Uh, they can be. Sub- after, after hearing your fitness <laughs> well, questions. Those, that, no, yeah. Those are the subreddit. <laughs> that, that was the subreddit admins. So that was the yeah, admins yeah, okay. of that one gotcha. page. It's not like the moderators. It's not the, it's not the moderators of Reddit themselves. Right, right, right. As a whole. The, Reddit, Reddit of, the moderators of Reddit as a whole quarantined the Donald. Wow. And I, was, I found this out last night, actually. And I was thinking, why the hell did they quarantine it? And I looked it up. Apparently, they were... Uh, the white nationalism kind of came really a front and they were talking about like attacking police officers and like killing political uh, people in a political party in Oregon, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And then that's when they said, no, this is boop, you're quarantined. Yeah. But if you go, there's then called like ask the Donald, which is a response subreddit. Yeah. I've seen like ask Trump supporters, that one too. But ask the Donald is in response to like what happened to the Donald. And it says, this is not a drill. Like, the subreddit has been quarantined. And all of the comments are all about, like, the liberal agenda trying to hold us back and blah, blah, blah. And they only want to hear an echo chamber of the leftist ideas. And Antifa is going to come in and, like, blah, 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 kill us all. We need to be armed and ready and just all this other shit. And it's just... Or maybe you look at the fact that somebody in your community (laughs) posted a picture of saying, we need to keep things the way they are with a picture of just a white nuclear family. Yeah. Just two kids, a mother and a father. Yeah. And that's the beginning lines of, I guess, called the 14 lines or the 14 words. Have you ever heard that? No. Which is the beginning words of like a Hitler speech, which is we must keep things the same, prevent them from changing or like the great oh, right. white power. Yeah. Of, it's just some weird fucking thing. But you trace that to then like the 
posts of and the comments of just like oh you know it would be better if we just took matters in our own hands hey we all have guns here yeah, blah 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 you can never tell when people are just talking out their ass just trolling yeah Thank, right. thankfully i use reddit i don't know if you've read it on your phone but yeah. i i use reddit only for my homepage, which is just like memes yeah yeah and like hockey and <laughs> mma stuff yeah, yeah yeah so it's really just hockey mma memes uh that's yeah. pretty much all i like I, all i read yeah but the second i flip to like news or popular it's like yeah. oh god oh god you're getting a whole and it just feels bad you're just, just like oh, oh man yeah fuck yeah fuck there's a lot going on yeah fuck Ugh. yeah Ugh. But that, that's so a whole like, that's a whole nother discussion, right? Of, yeah. Of but see, would it, would it be better to like I was saying before to just be like, let's all just take a step back for a minute and just be like, should we care this much? But obviously, there's always going to be the people that care too much about the wrong things or want their way to be. That's it. Or should we just like and, and not make a big deal out of things anymore and just be like, okay, what's the best? Well, for all I want you because I'm going to set something up over there okay. while you while you explain it. I want you to explain to me what you think. Like like. The overreaction of people, of you know the uh, the what the the whining Olympics or complaining Olympics or oh, whatever yeah. it is that people talk about of just yeah. why is everybody oh the offended Olympics why is everybody so offended blah 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 yeah. blah where do you think that started and why do they get gained steam because my opinion is it got popular because all of a sudden people realize their voices can be heard to connect to other people that were offended. So they use Twitter or they use Reddit yeah. or do something like that to say, hey, that racist shit that went down, that's pretty fucked. And then everybody else who thought it was racist went, that is pretty fucked. And yeah. then it just grows like that. Yeah. Right? But that's just my thought. That's just my thought. Yeah. Well, there's this there's this guy I've, I've heard about called Tristan Harris or Tristan Harris. Um, he was, I think he did ethics research at Google or he was somehow involved in what's ethical in Google's design as an app and as a platform. And he either had experience in something related to social media or he, his lately, long story short, his, his career now is to try to keep people aware of like the ethical use of social media. Meaning that like for Netflix, they didn't, didn't they only until a couple years ago, they had the autoplay thing now, yep. right? Where you can't, where before you could actually, the, the, the show would stop and you would be able to choose your next episode if you wanted to. Well, now, like, their big currency is just keep your time on the app and stay in front of the screen by having that autoplay feature. Same thing with YouTube, same thing with, uh, I guess, just those two, right? Or, or other streaming services. But I guess, like, my conclusion with that is that, his conclusion was, is there's a new thing that I'm trying to think about when I use stuff online called digital currency or the attention economy. Where it's like okay. all those apps are designed and they're set up in a way like scrolling apps like Facebook and Instagram to maintain your attention. Like you can you can scroll forever if you wanted to. You could. Right? You could. And so it's designed to keep your time on the screen. His solution to that was something as simple as in Facebook, and it, it sounds kind of far-fetched, but it's a really good idea, is like instead of having the like or the angry or the sad react, you have a like hey, let's plan an event around this conversation so we can meet face-to-face. -face. Hey, let's plan a dinner around this. Hey, here's a group that is interested in this cause that you can... I feel like that's going to lead to beatings. <laughs> yeah, right? Because there's crazy people in it's real like, life that like, oh, you want to take care. my guns? Why don't we... <laughs> yeah, <right>. Here's <laughs> my address, yeah. Why do we need to talk about you taking my guns? Yeah. Like, let's fucking yeah. So, like, it sounds good in theory. Yeah, his, if everybody was altruistic and... Yeah. And, yeah, his was more so with, with the technical side of it where he's like, here's how these apps are designed. 
don't be with with the whole Twitter thing where it's like there's an echo chamber of people who if you post something you can instantly get X amount of people to also be angry at it with you. Yes. Which definitely I think is how that comes into being more. Yeah. It's funny because I've been kind of looking at all this stuff. I haven't really jumped in any political debate online really anywhere. I'm just kind of like looking at it from the outside the last couple of years. I've never actively talked into anything. So, so first of all, if people are now hearing a noise in the background, it's because this is the first recording we've done when it's hot. Oh, yeah. And it's very toasty it's in our July. studio. Yeah, I, but it's never been like this hot up mm. here that I've experienced. So I put a fan on in the window. Hopefully none of you hear it. And if you do hear it, ignore it. Uh, it's white noise. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, it's white noise. I haven't heard... I haven't jumped into any political argument online, but I do retweet stuff. If I see something yeah, that yeah. really speaks to what I believe in, I retweet it. Yeah. But it's it sucks, right? It sucks because the thing I hate most is the hypocrisy because it's almost like it's almost like you don't really believe in it. So a perfect yeah. example of this is a guy I actually like. His name is Tim Kennedy. He's an MMA fighter. Okay. He's a former MMA fighter. He's currently Army Special Forces. He's a huge patriot. He's a he's the prototypical, stereotypical image of what you think of a special forces patriotic man. Yeah, from the South, in America, like David Goggins, but not from the South. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he posted something where I never. Th- what did he say on Twitter? Like yesterday, he said, "I never thought I would see such abhorrent and crazy times where." I would see people offended by this flag that I blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then he said, like, and then I think he said something about uh, Megan Rapinoe taking a knee uh, that the somebody took a picture of and blah, blah, blah. I can't believe she should, she would do blah, 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 blah. Oh, is that the, the uh, women's soccer? Yeah. Okay, and it's just like, dude, athlete, dude, if you're fighting for your country, you know, your country has amendments and the first amendment is freedom of speech. Yeah. So first of all, relax you've been in war you've talked about interviews watching children get killed and you killing people you're telling me that's somebody burning the flag or somebody kneeling to the flag is more abhorrent than those things stop being hypocritical and like yeah (laughs) and over exaggerating that experience yeah number two is same thing i can't believe someone would kneel to the flag it's like that's if you actually well first of all you should know this but that idea came from a special forces guy who said right. we he kneel for fallen right. soldiers. Yeah. It's not disrespectful. It's kind of, yeah. it's what we would say. It's how I would advise you to handle your stance on yeah. the national anthem. And also again, first amendment freedom of speech. Yeah. If I can just, and I still like him. I'm still a fan of the guy. I don't yeah. think, I don't think he's a bad person, but it's the hypocrisy of, those statements that well, and those are like false equivalencies too if he's yeah. talking about his experience in war and then how he can be equally as offended or equally as angry or affected by those experiences with the flag but i mean that's also his right to feel that way too exactly that's what's, that's Ex- what's right. crazy about the whole first amendment there's nothing there's nothing wrong in the sense of saying like dude you can't i can't like you're not allowed to say that it's it's just like i view this as a situation of <laughs> of okay you have every right to say that tim you said it you've also said all the other stuff that we have on record so you're a hypocrite yeah that's what's crazy about twitter now and the internet is that every little thing that's said is you can go back 
And like they do that all the time with politicians and their tweets. And things oh, they, like that. there's a whole subreddit to Trump. Yeah, yeah. They, every yeah. single thing that goes wrong, they pull up they a tweet of his. Oh man, he. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So it's just, it's the hypocrisy of it that really bugs me. And Jim Jeffries has a great bit about this too, where he says like something along the lines of, "We people on the right are always, you know, every life is precious. You can't kill yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. But you come on my lawn, it's your free game. Yeah, just, right. That's true. <laughs> but you come on my property. Just, that's like, where comedy is so great. We can just point out how crazy we all are. And that, that, But that's the thing. It's just like, to me, it's the hypocrisy of that statement. Like, I remember, actually, I lie. I've been in one political beef, and it was with a friend's friend on Facebook. It was something about gun control. <laughs> yeah. And I said something about, I said something as a joke, and he immediately attacked me as if, I was some kind of super far left person and just, oh yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. And did you know this about guns and come and take my guns and blah, 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 blah. And he just went off. And I remember I, uh, I responded because this was right after the PC bro came out with uh, South Park. So I said, bro, 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 it's okay. Period, period, period. I'm PC bro. And I sent that. PC bro. And that sent him off again. Yeah. So then I responded with, okay, okay, look. First of all, you don't even know my stance on, on gun control, number one. Number two, I was saying my agreement into this st- statement about these this part of the law. Number three, it's, I was saying guns are designed for what purpose? Are we increasing velocity and caliper suppression, <laughs> uh, recoil, re, like lack of recoil? Are we are we working with technological advances for those to not be more effective at what they are? Right. Tell me what guns are made for. Made to kill. So let's not. That's, and that's true about anything. That's like that's a thing called like. What teleological development where your iPhone's gonna get better each year, right? To get more fast with processing, but a phone camera gets better, right. but it's it's a smartphone trying to be a better smartphone, yeah. The smartphone is supposed to connect and it's you gonna to progress the internet. that way, right? Yeah, so a gun is <laughs> by nature, remember, yeah, it's I not said, a musket, yeah. Anymore. So I said, yeah. So I said what, what is what, what what is the purpose of the gun, yeah? And I said, if you're really all about life and protecting life, I actually think this was about abortion. And then it turned to gun control. Yeah. And I said something too. like, so if you're really all about about saving lives, then you're also about strict gun control, right? You want to enforce laws that are already existing. You want to rewrite laws that are not currently existing across state lines for certain places because guns kill people, right? Yeah. I don't care if they kill people. Killing themselves is still killing people. Yeah. Like, so if you really care about lives, then you care about that, right? You must also care about, you know, the budget for the homeless and for yeah, our sure. veterans, right? Yeah. You must also care about like our social welfare programs, right? And he didn't respond to any of this. Yeah. But I was like, okay, you want to go down this road with me? Fine. <laughs> Let, let's fucking go down this road. Yeah. But here you go, right? Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't have guns. I'm not saying take your guns. I'm not saying, uh, you know, you know, every baby born you don't want, you should throw out the window. I'm not saying any of these things. I'm just saying like you having this stance and then having this stance directly conflict each other. Yeah, of course. You wanting your guns and you being really like pro-forced birth, pro-breeding, yeah. pro, pro pro-birth, whatever you want to call it, forced birth, that's really what it is, you're forcing somebody to have a child. Pre, like you're, you're pro-forced birth and you're pro-gun control. And I remember saying, or you're, you're pro-no gun control. It's just, those are really odd stances to have because yeah. I feel like they kind of conflict because one's about preserving life the other one is directly about taking life yeah right you're saying no gun control don't take my guns I want more guns I want bigger bullets I want more explosions 
The other one is don't touch the baby. All life is precious. Yeah. And it's just that Jim Jeffries bit condensed into one line. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. like yeah, because I like him. All life is precious. <laughs> Unless it steps on my property, just, yeah, yeah. Just, and that's what it is, right? And I'm not, I'm not here to say. I just think people need to have that ability to look at themselves that way, me included, and just be like, okay, like yeah, that's pretty funny. But where you can look at yourself and and, and evaluate yourself that way. But I'm also on the side of I, I don't like seeing anybody on the left screaming about gun control. Yeah. When they don't understand semi-automatic, fully automatic weapons, they right. don't understand calipers, uh, uh, calibers, calipers calibers they don't understand i'm so traumatized yeah, by my car, car yeah. <laughs> like yeah. um it, like that's really frustrating because yes i know the right likes to pick apart the semantics of it what's an assault weapon blah 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 like is this an assault chair just i don't <laughs> i hate the fucking semantic war but oh, man it but they the right makes a point if you want to have a serious legal discussion about this you need to know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're clearly not trying to understand the terminology that's directly going to impact legislation. So you, so yeah. of course we're going to mock you. Yeah. If you said, hey, this is the current existing law for rifles. This is what the new law of rifles should be. Like everything needs to be bolt action rifles. You can't have anything over like a five millimeter round. What, yeah. Whatever bullshit thing they want to come up and say. I bet you if they said that, you'd be surprised the amount of people on the right that would say, Okay, we can. That sounds right. Yeah, we can discuss this. You ever well, see that video what about of Obama like magazines that? and stuff like that? What's yeah, that? you ever see that video of Obama? I think right before he left office, had a town hall style Q and A, and a guy came in and, and the guy was like, "Why are you taking away my guns?" Oh, and yeah. he's like, I, I, "I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm, Obama has his flaws elsewhere too. Yeah, yeah but like anybody. But yeah, he was just like, I, I can't even research. He's like, the I'm, impacts I'm not, mentally if I want to. I'm allowed to because yeah. I'm blocked by the NRA <laughs> yeah. funding. Uh, and so that's what's pretty funny. So like, he's like, like, oh yeah, I mean, I want people to be safe who are buying guns i want that yeah. you know what i mean yeah and it's like people like that praise good gun owners yeah you know yeah um i remember i'm it was just i feel like like i was at a bj's and somebody was buying a gun safe mm-hmm. and i feel like he was getting some looks but at the same time it's it's just the reality of oh you, you don't like the guy being responsible with his guns putting his guns into a safe yeah right <laughs> To it's keep like it away it's, from they're kids. selling it at BJ's. <laughs> yeah, it's right? just yeah. It's you're so you're mad at the responsible gun owner. Yeah. No, you should be thankful that there's a responsible gun owner yeah, because that means they're be responsible with their guns. With <laughs> like that. that's yeah. the point of it. Yeah. You know what? Lately in my life, I've been sympathizing with and kind of integrating. That's definitely a conservative mindset. What's that? Like you know all the Jordan Peterson stuff. You've seen yeah. his stuff. He's all about like personal responsibility. Yeah. For so for a long time in my life, I was always just like. I always had a good network and people around me like inspired me to do better, which is always a good thing. But rarely did I have someone like, I mean, I did obviously, but someone like that coming into men as a whole and really just today's population, him saying like, just get your act together, like clean your room, like do these random things. And, and that's where I can think like philosophically, I definitely identify with conservatives in that right. Where it's like, yeah, just just take care of yourself, like be better. But then they take it too far sometimes. I'm like, whoa, yeah. you gotta be better. You can't do this, you yeah. can't do that. You know what's weird? What's weird is that, and when I, if we lose listeners, this, this will <laughs> be my be fault. Political. Yeah, Chris, you can totally blame me for this episode <laughs> and the fallout. I'm just along for the red. <laughs> I'm just watching you steer the ship. I'm not going to say I agree with them, but I see why they're saying it in the sense of I'm going to use immigration. Okay. I understand why people want a wall. Sure. I understand why people 
want to deter immigrants. I'm not saying I'm not a, I'm not approving of migrant camps or any of this shit. No, right. But I'm just saying, I I, I get it. I get it because it's not just America that's like that. Canada's yeah. like this too. Yeah. Canada's actually more about this than we are. Yeah. Uh, Canada's much more in the majority of let's slow down immigration for a bit. Yeah. Let's let's increase and in, in support our own infrastructure for our own citizens all this other stuff yeah um at least in the last major poll they did they that's what they thought but i understand people saying i want to not support this country i want to support our country so let's not send aid to them let's not go fight this war yeah let's not go help our allies here let's not let immigrants come in when we have people who need jobs right the problem with that stance is that people who are with negative intent because they're xenophobic or racist yeah. fall into that camp as well and then they start talking for a lot of people and it poisons the water yeah yeah who doesn't who may not necessarily believe that way right from like, the get-go and then you have somebody who's representing you saying those things but saying them very blanket statements. yeah like yeah. I, I, i'm not saying i agree with the statement of like oh you know throw kids in camps <laughs> i'm not saying that but i understand the fuel of where that comes from for the not the kids in camps part but the, no. the wall yeah i i 100 understand the wall people are afraid of the change of what's going to happen sure not in the sense of oh no there's brown people but in the sense of wait a minute we already can't support the current infrastructure in my city yes what are you talking about bringing in like a couple yeah. hundred to thousands of more people yeah. into my city or my town when we don't have the proper support structure to help the people already here i get that i get that conservative side i want because fiscally i'm kind of in that realm of yeah under, of of conservatives anyway so i get it i don't agree with it but i get it do you know what i mean yeah so sure. it's weird because i could see a lot of the shit they're doing Totally, I, I I can totally understand the good intent side of what they're saying. Yeah, but the fallout is just all the the poisoned water that you see. Yeah, just, oh, that's it. It gets taken too far. It gets taken with not any substance. Right. In the argument. There's no. Um, I get the word I'm looking for. Yeah, just like substance or nuance. Nuance to what yeah. they're saying. Yeah. You know, and that's the, I was thinking about the other day. It's like very few people, maybe I'm just guessing, put themselves in a situation. If I was running a country. If I had that power or I had to make these decisions, what would I do? Ugh. They don't think those things first. Ugh. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah, it's overwhelming to think about. It's a horrible thought. But if you had to start from scratch, like build some kind of somewhat democratic system or anything like that, what would you do if left in the same, with left in the same situation? I and would. And so it's like, it obviously becomes a much harder and messier thing to figure out. I think everybody gets sent a care package yeah. of survival rations and guns. <laughs> and then I say, you have 48 hours. <laughs> Whoever survives oh, the next 48 Darwin. hours yeah. will start the next world. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I, I think, I, you wonder what I would honestly do? Yeah. The, the, the one thing I would do that I think a lot of states would be pissed off at and a lot of people would not agree with, the common goal for the good of many and the good of all needs to be the priority. Yeah, sure. And I feel like right now it's all based on who can play the money game best to get yeah. to that point yeah but oh, yeah. i always look at something like uh and people are going to laugh at this but i look at something like star trek which is kind of like a utopian society in the sense that they still have crime they still have economy issues but they are not they are not split off and against each other they are working towards a common goal yeah that common goal That's is just space exploration ideal democracy 
Right. The idea, the ideal part would be we have a unified system for everybody to be able to learn. Everybody has the opportunity for education. Everybody that's has the opportunity. Where the big part, I think that's where it, where it comes from. Being in education, you get to see how much that can poison. You hear this a lot, and, and I don't. I didn't understand until I got older, but we're not dealt the same cards. Right. And imagine if you gave everybody the same cards, yeah. especially in relation to education, yeah. where you have these people who are afraid of change because there's no way that they have an opportunity to adjust. Yeah. What if I just said, no, you can take the time for five, for, you take five years. Yeah. Get the degree. Yeah. You'll be okay. You'll, it's going to be free. Just fucking do that. Yep. Next thing you know, you're contributing to society. Yeah. I could talk about that for three hours. <laughs> Just like education. Right? But like yeah. the education aspect is a huge aspect. Because kids start from far behind and, and they're doing the best that they can. Imagine if, imagine if everybody had healthy, healthy nutrition and education yeah. for free. Like a healthy family life. But imagine right? that. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine well, you if- see that in like Finland and certain countries. Obviously, their population is so much less small, diverse yeah. and so small. small. So small. But then we ironically compete with them in education being like, we have to be like Finland. We have to like beat them on their scores. Think, but think about think about a world like, okay, cool. I have a system set up where our, like we have a huge subsidy, not only a subsidy, but we actually federally pay farmers. Yeah. Because we want food, good food healthy food that's at a reasonable cost to come in to be no not even cost to be free yeah sure. we want it to be free we want everybody to have the right nutrition mm-hmm. so everything is free for that kind you can still go buy cocoa puffs but that didn't come from the farmer's area right? yeah. so therefore it's not free in the grocery store or you can go to the side of the grocery store that's the federally funded healthy side and you can just get that and then it's i think it's we're free. seeing that in small pockets and it's i think the states or the people who decide to do that where you'll see a lot of the development and change happen and that need that would be step one step yeah. so now you have nobody hungry and everybody with proper food and nutrition yeah. number two free education so yeah. then you have a system for teachers you have a system for a whole educational yeah. like uh like tree for the everybody standardized to go test through. is like the biggest one obviously with people yeah with where kids and it's sad i know real life scenarios where at, at in my doctorate program and these are just music teachers not just music teachers but they're music teachers so they're not obviously unfortunately music is not always the same priority as other academics especially nowadays right and, and they'll come in so for people who don't I mean because i i didn't appreciate it because i've been out of school for so long right but when you're on the other side of it as a teacher you get to see all the crazy stuff that your teachers had to put up with and it really makes me appreciate it and imagine if we were able to pay teachers so we could have yeah. one teacher for every 10 to 15 students and right. that's all they had for a class and there wasn't so much turnover and then and, so and, and it's not getting, like 27 kids per class yeah it's, nope everybody there, every there's going to be we're going to double the teachers in every location, and the class is going to be split in half. Yeah. So every teacher has a dedicated group. And so that these- takes federal support. And what's sad about that is that so um, Newark in New Jersey is obviously like demographically, or it's not, I'm not exactly sure about all this, but the crime is pretty high. Sometimes they're struggling with um, you know like graduation rates or things like that. Right. The surrounding towns. In, in from Newark, um, I knew a teacher from East Orange, which is a pretty, um, I guess you can say impoverished area. And he was told by his principal, so he was just, he was the music teacher, like the band teacher, but he had a faculty meeting with all the other teachers. And so they, they judge teachers obviously based on how well the kids do on standardized tests. And it's usually like, depending on the state, it's a, it's a, it's a number system, like one through five. And the, the principal flat out said at the beginning of the year, the most you guys are gonna get here is a two. 
because our students already perform at such a poor level. If you bust your ass and even if you make it the best situation, you're an outstanding teacher, the most I can give you is a two. And so that doesn't help you progress as a teacher. It doesn't help you become motivated to like do the best you can to teach to this test that you don't even care about. So that That's whole hard. system. And then it's, it was with the Obama thing during his time too, was race to the top. So this, the, the, the kids who have already have the most opportunity are getting the most federal funding. Therefore, they have the most resources for their school to learn. They don't have the stresses of, you know, getting their recess taken away because they have to have more time for test prep and all these right. crazy things that yeah. average kids in 2019 are having to deal with all right. over the country. No, I would say fuck that shit. Yeah. And revamp all that shit. Yeah. But also, like, I, everything I've thought about, I, I mean, I don't know the logistics of how that plan would actually play out. Um, also break up privatized prisons. I would also break yeah. up uh, some of those military contracts. Um I would be like, it's just, what ha- what impacts the individual? How how they're feeling in that moment? Yeah. Are they tired? Are they angry? Are they motivated? Are they hungry? Are they stressed? Are yeah. they depressed? Like, And then what causes that? And you yeah. trace the root cause of all this. It usually comes down to shitty circumstances for one person affecting somebody else. Yeah. Or shitty choices made by that one person. Yeah. Right? Oh, I ate a Big Mac instead of a salad. I don't know. Or... I, I'm addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. And I can't quit. Or I and could only afford the dollar meal for my family for yeah. like the, these three days. Right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There could totally be a uh, There's always going to be the opposites, right? There's always going to be a yin to the yang. Yeah. So if you have people well off, you're always going to have people in shit situations. Yeah. The idea is to mitigate this, the shit situations as much as possible. And if that means capping off the top part, it's like, oh, you only get one yacht. You don't get two. Yeah, that's so what, like, that's, I mean, you, you see that, me- you know, like the, the, those great memes with, uh, is it the Orange County Choppers guys? The no. son and the, and the father fighting, then the guy who throws oh, the yeah, chair, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everyone just does their script with them. Yeah. One of them is like, um, we need to help people. I think it was like the sun. I saw it today. We need to help people overseas, out of our countries. And then the other guy goes, we need to help people here. And then he's like, but other people are poor outside of our country too. And the other guy is like, well, other people are poor in our country here. He goes, that's called socialism. Or something like that. <laughs> and that's how it concluded. And he's like, no, we need to help the people here. <laughs> it's just like, it's so true. Where it's like, you're the same argument you were talking about. Just trying to take care of people who are here the best that you can. And it, it goes back to just the political facebook should i went i got in a fight over seven years ago where it was just still affecting you today yeah right i'm so traumatized <laughs> where it's just it's just saying hey dude so if you think this then you should be thinking this because yeah. if you think the other way you're clashing against your own policy nothing gets done yeah nothing gets done i think the reality of anything like that any issue is that, that that's the more i'm learning too is that it's so messy that the only way to come out of it better collectively is to have everybody kind of hurt out in, in, a, in a productive sense. Right. Not just people screaming at each other and being violent towards each other, but have everybody kind of be hurt out and we need to make the problem solved the best way we can for everybody. Yeah, I think we've, we've hit an apex as a country at this point where it's a matter of the oppressed and the minority are tired of being the oppressed and the minority. Yeah. And the majority are kind of surprised by that. Yeah, right. Just, what do you or, mean you're just upset? unaware of that? What, what do you mean you're not represented in, in culture? It's just like like shit like that. Yeah. That's what that's what the aerial thing is. Yeah. The aerial thing is it's not. You a can ma- understand. I can understand why the why 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 the white people are are saying no, she's white. Yeah, because they're not wrong. The original and it's character a cartoon, is white. So it's <laughs> you a cartoon. You want to have it, like right? You know, she also yeah. is half a fish, but. Yeah. <laughs> 
but like i i get it i get it sure but they i also get that people who are happy about this is because they're finally being represented in something yeah and they feel good to see it yeah and the other group doesn't see that they just say like wow she's a fish and she's white (laughs) yeah well no it's a pendulum thing too because like you said those those minority groups for so long have been not able to be represented right in that way so then it's going to feel for a while like there's a dense population that's going to get represented and they're going to finally get what they deserve like you just you said it with uh you said it with your girlfriend right where it's saying she didn't really have that representation until aladdin yeah you know what i mean yeah and then if if people started marching and about like you know people would be upset about that too you know what i mean you can take it the other you can take it anywhere yeah right you take it anywhere that's Yeah, no, no, that, that that's a good point. That's a good point. There's a part of me that loves the the debates oh, about absolutely. about stuff. Yeah. Like you know me, I love <laughs> I love, I love breaking people's balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love the conflict. Yeah, right. Uh, I love to see how the conflict falls out, but at the same time, it's hard to because sometimes the conflict is just so dumb. Yeah. It's just it's just so dumb. It's just it. Uh, so Trump. Right, like something about the Trump stuff that really is hypocritical that bugs me is the church's backing. That yeah. So it's just okay, cool, whatever. You're religious and you're happy Trump's in with the president. That's there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. The thing that's not fine is that if you if you claim that you're let's just say uh, Christian, right? Let's say you're Christian or e- evangelical, whatever. Um, if you apply your belief and your joy uh, about Donald Trump representing white Christianity, it's kind of just, he doesn't really hold up to your standards. <laughs> right, right. It's just, so he paid off porn stars. He he allegedly raped over like 15 women. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, married three times. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so it's just, like that. it's just, it's, there's nothing wrong with being religious and being a fan of Trump, but don't say he's a representative of or like Christianity or, or the or the apex of like finally we have somebody who can speak to us. Yeah, it's just no, that's not a good example of yeah. of uh, I don't know. What do I know, right? <laughs> right, I'm, I know. What do I know? Just, I'm, we're I'm just not, people. I'm not that religious, right? So what do I know? Yeah. But that's just it goes back to the hypocritical part where I just get so blown up about the hypocrisy of people. Yeah. Where I just think like, come on. Well, I think if we were all a little bit more honest and it could at least, ex- even with like a sense of humor, we could examine ourselves. Right. That's something I've always feel like I'm okay with. I'm always okay making fun of myself because it's just like, how am I any different than that person who I may not believe the same things as them? How am I any different than them? Right. I've always saw myself that way or tried to because like I know so many different types of people and as I'm sure you do. Yeah. And you know, so if you get that experience of I'm really no different, I may believe different things than this person, but I'm really no different than that person. Right. If I was brought up in their shoes and their circumstances, I'd so, probably turn out the same way. So here's a really cool topic that I never brought up with Chris because <laughs> it's just... Sorry, Chris. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> so there's a big thing where I've been thinking about and that is uh, uh, women's sports. Women's sports, like in general? Women's sports, okay. in general. Hockey, yep. soccer, basketball, stuff like that. So the big thing in the hockey world is that um, there used to be two hockey federations, yep. right? The, the NWHL the National Women's Hockey League, and the CWHL, the Canadian Women's Hockey League. And they did not like each other because they are competing women's leagues. Okay. Right? There's only so much fanfare. There's only so much 
play so many players that could play. Yeah. So the CWHL didn't pay players. So the NWHL did. So uh, the NWHL came around. Everybody flocked to them. Yeah. NWHL had some financial problems. Turns out the CWHL had bigger financial problems, and they folded. <laughs> and couldn't play their players. Not only that, they folded. Uh, so there's only one league now, the NWHL. Yeah. The problem with this is that the NWHL, not specifically them, but women's hockey was promised by the commissioner of the NHL. We would love to undertake women's hockey like the NBA did with WNBA. Okay. Just fold it into our brand. We get to grow the game. These women have a place to play. You know, fans get to come watch. It would be fantastic. Yeah. It still hasn't happened yet, and nobody knows why. And that's brought up the discussion of, quote, unquote, women's sports are not entertaining. Oh, jeez. Right? Yeah. But then you have, right now, the international sensation of Alex Morgan sipping tea after they beat England in the Women's World Cup and everybody blew a fucking gasket because she's yeah, a fa- Yeah, I so the women's national team something. women's national team is kicking ass. Yeah. They're, fucking, they're in the finals, right? Yeah, is they're in the finals. Final I think they're fighting uh, the Netherlands. Facing the okay. Netherlands uh, for the championship. It gets huge. I think it's because it's the patriotism, the nationalism. Oh, it, it's yeah. the It's the... You can't escape that in the World Cup. They're our country. Like, <laughs> like, and so everybody's behind them. But when this is over, these girls go back to their private clubs yeah. and go back to playing, you know, not sold out stadiums and not sold out arenas. So a part of me, because this discussion is not only on its way, but it's already beginning to happen, is talking about the uh, viability of women's sports existing in a world with men's sports. Because in a world where you say women are the same as men, they're equal. And then saying, well, they they are, but they can't play in the same league with men because the men are bigger, yeah. they're faster, they're stronger because they have testosterone and they have different muscle. Uh, muscle. They have different bone structures. Yeah, sure. It, it just brings up a really curious thing where it, it it's weird because I've been studying Amanda Nunes, who is a the only female double champion in MMA history. Well, MMA, in UFC history. Yeah. And she's being regarded, in my opinion, as the greatest female fighter of all time. Yeah. That's so, not the transgender. No, 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 no. She's, yeah. uh, she, she has a fiance. She has a, okay. she's gay, but no. Okay. Um, there was a quote by Dana White, who's the commissioner, yep. right, of, uh, I, don't, I don't know if commissioner is the right word, but he's the guy at the UFC, right? Yeah. And he said, women's MMA is the only pure equal sport, women's sport. Because they do the same thing as guys. They have three rounds, five minutes. Five rounds, five minutes for championship belt. Same rules apply. They get in a cage. They fucking do it. That's it. People come. They cheer them on. They, they yell. They have fans. There's no difference. It's, yeah. it's an equal sport in MMA. Okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's, there's no... The mound isn't closer to the bat like softball versus baseball. You know, like uh-huh. there's no different. Granted, that's a weird analogy because hockey is pretty much the same thing as well. Yeah, but and shouldn't basketball be the same? I mean, it may be organized in halves instead of quarters. Yeah, but it's whatever. But yeah. but regardless, it, it brought up a thought of just what is the problem with women with females with women's sports just taking off? Yeah, and there's so many. There's that ignorant view in the background of just like, oh yeah, WNBA, no one watches that, and people are still espousing that. I'm not as involved in the sports world. Oh, I know I know you're not. But I just wanted your opinion on that yeah. because I know that 
here so funny because we were talking about representation yeah and this is yeah pure representation for little girls around the world yeah well here's a funny thing i was talking about with my parents today a little bit about american ninja warrior yeah and right and they had the same course for men as they do women right right and so there's been some badass women that tear up that course and go crazy yeah and they're very successful yeah and repeatedly but then you go into as i was gonna say so all the other sports are equal. Yeah, like UFC is equal in the sense of they have the same rules. But it's just, it's it's weird to me. Uh, I think I may have lost the point. The It's just, it's weird to me how, like I'm a fan of the NWHL, right? Yeah. I watch their games. I have merch. I'm so a, that's, how, that's how most like real fans should be. They just like the game. I've been to games, sport. right? Yeah. yeah. But the big complaint that I hear from people, almost mainly guys, is just yeah. that it's not the same sport. It's not as fast. It's not as entertaining. Which... If that's your opinion, that's a valid opinion. That is true. They're probably not as fast as a guy yeah. because guys are different. Right? Yeah. Like physically, they have different chemistry, different bone structures. Yeah. They have different abilities because of that. But going back to what you said, I, I'm i in the camp of, well, if you're a fan of the sport, you're a fan of the sport. Yeah. I think here's the exception that blows us out of the water somewhat that you can use is the UConn women's basketball team. Right? I bet you if you put them next to the men's basketball team, sure it would be different if they played one another, right? I'm sure. I mean, maybe I'm not. I'm not. Oh trying yeah. To be ignorant, but like no, no, I'm they, sure I mean, that would. it would probably be a pretty fair game in most aspects. But they have they've kind of set the standard for that particular area of women's sports. Well, that's sports. A, that's a lot. The women's hockey team is better. It, actually, no. The women's hockey team is actually the the men's hockey team is actually pretty good. It's pretty yeah. stacked, but. They usually don't get gold. The women's hockey team almost always gets yeah. silver or gold. Yeah. The women's uh, soccer team almost always gets the championship or yeah. second place. Um, uh, basketball team. I was talking UConn. U- UConn. Yeah, yeah. They always win. The men's basketball yeah. team. Sorry, guys. You suck. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I think you're seeing to get to a point with that where you just look at it as its own internal sport it's a women's basketball game it doesn't to me it doesn't make it any less valid of a basketball game they're playing right. basketball and they're doing the same strategies they're doing it's, it's i mean in some ways it's much more entertaining to watch because of the dynamic of the women's team versus the men's team right it's just funny i'm fascinated by how and why the men's the women's team has taken off obviously gino gino Oriema is amazing yeah and he recruits the hell like out of he finds the best players the best you know, girls from all around the country. Right. But that fascinates me because it's like he's established such a standard for what the sport can be. And they're still crushing people or like, you know, for the most part. They're still, I think, top three. Yeah, like blowing out teams left and right. Only recently, I think, would they even like lose a single game. Yeah. You know, entire season, entire tournament. Yeah. I mean, I think only in the past, like, three or four years have they started to like not win championships. Yeah, right. And (laughs) then what, what... I would say is that as another women's basketball coach or another women's like athlete, if I was inter- if I was wanting to play basketball in college, that's what I have to aspire to. Right. And as a fan, like I, I think people should appreciate that. It's like here's the highest level. Here's like the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. This collective team. Yeah. And then so yeah, it's just funny that you flip that on its head, and you say, oh, it's not as entertaining. Well, it's like what's well, yeah, it's not really the same thing. I guess you want to objectively look at it. With the speed or the physicality of right. certain games, if you want to look at the numbers, but if you're if you're judging it within its own, here's the best team, here's a not so good team, here's what's going on in the game, it's still right. the same thing. Right. 
it's, it's sometimes I think that happens in music too with like right like there's still kind of a stigma somewhat around like a girl drummer right like a female drummer or a female bassist certain instruments or certain there's somewhat it's, it's not as like, much anymore it's almost like girls should only sing if yeah, and and so like the 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 girl drummer gets more accolades. Like, oh, good for you! You're a girl drummer. You're killing it. And she's like, yeah, I'm I'm practicing drums. I'm playing drums like everybody else. You yeah. know, so it's interesting. I feel like that. Well, I also feel like though in music, it levels the playing field. Yeah, I don't think there's too much body chemistry that really yeah. gives. No, you don't need pure you know, strength to. Aside from making the sound on the instrument, you don't need to have like jacked shoulders to play the drums. Right. Or or just or, or just like I don't think you need to Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. like I don't think I don't think Steve Jordan has a genetic makeup that because he's a guy, yeah, he's better at what he does right. than anybody else in that field right. who's a female. That goes back to my idea of like should we should we just get to a point where we just say we don't care about any of this anymore and just say like let's try not caring about this for like five minutes and just let the rest of it settle itself out. Like, yes, that's a female drummer who's really good. Yes, that's a female guitarist is really good yes and like let's just acknowledge that let's just say that right right and like right. move on right you know that's what's crazy it's it goes both ways yeah right somebody yeah. on the left gets upset somebody on the right gets upset <laughs> yeah. somebody on the right gets upset then somebody on the left gets upset yeah my initial hypothesis with the whole trump thing when he was first taking over the campaign trail and he was first really speaking to people and it's it could be just complete bullshit but in school, and I'm biased because I'm like really into education and educational policy. In school, we're not taught from a young age so much anymore how to develop our emotions. They're not. We're not taught. There's actual scholars who believe in. There's many different types of intelligence. You can be, you know, interpersonal. You can be good with communication. You can be right. good with music. You can be good with math. But there's a that's a different part of your intelligence, a skill set that you're using. And so, our upbringing in our schools, at least, the time where you spend most of your day as a kid. Oh, not 40 really, hours a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 6 hours a day, yeah. You're not you're not being fed that same emotional on how to like judge situations through literature, through arts, through that kind of thing. You're only concerned about how to get the right answer, how to spit out this information because it's on the test. I mean, how that's remember, a very how to remember, how to remember. Yeah. That's a very broad statement of that, but it's kind of along the same lines where it's like if people were more emotionally aware, emotionally intelligent, then that's what I've gotten from music. And it's ironic because you guys were talking about the DMT thing last time. And I was like, oh man, DMT. But then I was like, but music is pretty, it's, it's, I, was, I was thinking of saying this, my, remember those anti-drug ads back in the day? Yeah. That had, it was just like, hockey, my anti-drug. And it yeah. had the text on the bottom, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, like yeah, yeah. stencil form. Was, for me though, that's, that's pretty much been like, I've had musical experiences that are close to that. And it's like documented where you, where you lose your sense of self, where you lose sense of time. Right. And because it's, you're you're completely in a state of flow and that kind of thing. Right. So it's like I feel like if more people had access to that kind of experience, even as simple as playing music or getting whatever you're good at, whatever you like doing, getting involved in that flow state. Yeah, I think more people need off. I think more people need to creatively. I mean, it, creativity can be in code, it can be in software development, it can be in food, it can be in anything. That's what's so funny is that it's passion yeah. Somebody need. Every, yeah. I think more people need to find their passion. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think you're wrong. I think. I think the problem is going back to like I said, if I could give everybody good diets and uh, good education, everybody would have the opportunity to find that. That's that's pretty true. That's why I, do you follow Andrew Yang at all? His whole platform. He's a big. He's one of the Democratic candidates. He's okay. talking about universal universal basic income. 
Right. And he's actually like mathematically breaking it down. It's going to be like X trillion dollars up front, but that money is going to be poured back into the economy. He wants to give everybody over the age of 18 $1,000 a month. And that's like one of his central campaign platforms. Does he, is the, is, is the math right? I mean, he's, he's definitely experienced in, I think, I want to say the business world and in the math world. Um, but he, he breaks it down. He's on the Joe Rogan podcast. One oh, episode. he is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He had a whole episode okay. where he kind of breaks it down. Okay. So it's interesting. He's like, yeah, obviously it's a lot of money up front, but like, we don't even know how much money goes into the budget of defense sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, billions and billions of dollars. Right. But it's what we are talking about with Finland and all that stuff before. They, those countries have, if you lose your job or if you're injured, you have a way of having support. Right. No questions asked. Right. I, I mean, I know the big proponent of kickback is people are just going to want to get drunk and get yeah. high and just live in the streets. And yeah. it's like, uh, I get that. But if you had the comfort of, like you said, that extra diet, that extra just nourishment. If, if you could use it for that. Yeah. yeah. Or if you gave a thousand dollars and just stipend for food. Yeah. And it would be like, spent. It's not, I mean, people like that's that's his main argument is that people can't pay their bills. They're living paycheck to paycheck. So. They're going to be spending this on something because they can't spend it right now. They don't have it. Yeah. So if we allow them to have it, then they can spend it back. It's no matter what can be pumped into the economy. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I know nothing about economics. I have no clue. Here's a question. Yeah. Because you deal with kids all the time. Yes. (laughs) I know how much you love them. Yes. How much has, how, how much has childhood changed for them? Like the bullies or the jokes oh, or man. like or yeah. like Heather and I talk about this all the time, but all this anti bullying stuff. Yeah. It's just like we wish we had that when we were in school. Like, you know, like <laughs> let's meet in the gym at a seminar and talk about how bad it is to bully other people, even if it's just this just this like surface level, you know. So kids are nicer nowadays? Yes and no. I mean I'm I'm not in a in a environment where it's typical i'm in a catholic school right in most of my schools so it's a private school it's in an affluent area of new jersey is it where parents can afford like you know three five thousand dollars a year for their kid to go to like an elementary school right so i can't really but as far as i'm concerned kids are kids like anywhere pretty much that you can see because i feel like if i had the knowledge to look up and ask reddit question about a 45 year old (laughs) man who's having problems in his marriage and his life choices and i could read about what that what that man is feeling that would change my perspective on my own life and my choices I, that I'm making. I think kids are getting smarter, especially middle school is a fascinating age to watch because they're kind of just gaining their sense of individuality. They're rebelling a little bit about what they don't like and they're kind of developing a little bit more into adolescence. So it's fascinating to watch that because kids are like, yeah, I don't believe that. That doesn't sound right to me. And they'll actually, from what I've gathered, I mean, it's, it's, it's two ways. There's kids that are like really smart and, 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 really into it and creative. And then there's just your average kid who like, if we had memes when we were kids, or if we had TikTok when we were kids, <laughs> right? Or like PewDiePie and all those guys, we'd be just looking up the same shit all day, yeah, I'm sure. True, you know? true. And so there's so many kids who are like, I have a student who's a piano student, he's a great kid, but just like, he's so deep in the meme game. <laughs> just, he has his own YouTube channel. Oh my God. He posts like MIDI covers of this meme and of that, and it's got the bass boost, and it's got, it's, I'm just like, but I wasn't doing anything less stupid when I was a kid, I don't think. Right. You know. Right. No, so it's funny. No. It's just things have changed. They've stayed the same. But That's it's, so it's kind of scary, too, because kids are like, I think I think on the whole, kids are growing up faster than they than they. Well, that's what I was going at. It's like 
yeah. I can learn about how, you know. You can learn about like some dark shit too. You can well, learn about I mean. the, that's, like, this, like the, a the lot fears of, of the world. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of growing up is going through difficult, hard, dark times. Yeah, and not knowing what to do and having to navigate through those waters. Yeah, you literally there's a subreddit called Ask Reddit or relationship oh, yeah. or Reddit relationship advice. Yeah, I've seen that, and you can go through. God, there's so many. I heard you guys read one on here one time. <laughs> And you that can, was crazy. Yeah, and you can go through some dark shit. Yeah, and you can understand like life's trials and tribulations at such a young age. Yeah, and it's just yeah. And there's oh, no wow. parental control. Yeah. there's no. Like, I should totally not care about the fact I have to be in bed by nine. Yeah, like, <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. the awareness. You know, I feel like I feel like subreddits like that, or just the internet in general, are you know younger versions, or just like little child friendly pills of like introspective dmt trips for children just hey, yeah i wouldn't know how to life. handle that information at like 10 here <laughs> you know about life yeah <laughs> just right that's why i'm glad that i'm so glad that we grew up the way we did where you remember the internet being a thing and but it wasn't all encompassing yeah and i and i'm struggling with that as an adult like what we were talking about earlier that there's so much content out there and even as a creative person i'm like what what does my stuff matter anymore yeah. This guy can do this. This person can do this musically, and this and, and like, or this five-year-old can play this. What's and the so What's the creative purpose, right? Yeah. yeah. The, what's the creative purpose of doing yeah. it? And that's that's so demoralizing. Yeah, it's but so, I mean, there's there's comfort in the fact that the the mere act of doing something like that, again, like in any field, whatever it is, whatever you're passionate about, the mere act of doing that, there's this definitely a collective thing that's important. Yeah. With all that stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It's been a long road. It's been a, it has been a long road. <laughs> it's been a long fucking road. Yeah. It's weird and it's cool because, and I mean, it's we can end it on this, yeah, I guess. Yeah, talking about the podcast length. I don't even know how long you've been talking. Uh, just hitting two hours now. Wow. Yeah. It's a good one. This is long. Nice. Um, no, we can end on this topic, but it was cool because I remember seeing something where it was a tweet and it was about how kind of shaming people who get mad over friends who don't stay in touch and it's kind of like dude if you are friends with that person when you see them again you realize life happens and yes. gets in the way and that's kind of how i feel with you and a lot of people where it's just we that's don't it's good to know yeah we, we can't stay in touch every day yeah or every week dude yeah do you know how do you really know how often i visited your family when we were in the band yeah <laughs> like, like think like about how often i drove yeah. to your house yeah, for sure. that like three-year period yeah it's a, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane how much I drove to your house. Yeah. You know what I mean? I saw you literally Yeah. Like at least once a week. Once, twice a week, yeah. At least once or twice a week. Yeah. At least. Right? And so, it's it's funny being on the other side of that cuz now we're like we live in this and we and we have friends in New Jersey obviously. Right. But you're like, man, like are people like mad at us? Are people less apt to want to see us because we just No, just life on? happens. Yeah, and I just think on the most happens. part people understand that. No, I think most mature understanding people do. Yeah. I mean, um, JP, JP lives eight minutes away from me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 10 if I hit all red lights and <laughs> yeah. I barely see him Yeah, because our schedules and he's busy yeah, and I'm no, busy. Crazy. Like, well, you're still like working out like a bodybuilder all the time and playing hockey. Like, no, no, only, only, only three days no, a week. <laughs> only three days a week. <laughs> I hear your schedule on here. It's still insane. <laughs> it's still insane. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, only, only three days a week, yeah. but yeah, like he's at a wedding this week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, his sister's wedding. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. It's going to be a good time. Small good weather. Week. It's hot as fuck, but <laughs> yeah, right. but I don't hold it against him. Yeah. And he he does hit me up. He's like, "Yo, dude, we should hang out sometime." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah we're the been, same way." It's been like you know, two months since it's I've seen you. It's probably been a year since you and I have seen each other. I saw you last at his place, I think. 
either his place or Sliders. We went to Sliders. Yeah, right? that was like last summer. Last, that was last time I saw yeah. you, which is crazy. Yeah, that's right? absolutely it's crazy, crazy to think about. Right? Yeah, but it's crazy because like I mean we're we're super close, so it's just yeah we're back together we're back together whenever yeah. we whenever it happens right exactly but it is like i uh i texted fisco yeah yeah and i was you know why because i remember i had a weird random flashback i think when i was like uh doing a the, i was on a rowing machine and for <laughs> some course. reason for some reason i thought i thought about the time i the threw West up in his car oh yes on saint patty's day yes that was so i was so drunk Did, and he took care of me oh, and i remember waking up and going oh god i have to, I have to throw up and i trying to reach for the car <laughs> like the door window or yep. the car yep. uh car door and all, new haven st patty's day yep. do it to you and all all i heard was fisco going don't you fucking do it you fucking bitch <laughs> this goes the best bitch. yeah don't you fucking do it yeah oh my <laughs> god throwing up half in the car yep. and half out oh. and i don't rem- i don't remember ever asking him about how it was cleaned or taken <laughs> care of and i was just waved with guilt and then i realized oh, i haven't no. seen him in so long yeah so i just texted him and i was saying dude i need to see you I'll, i want to take you out to dinner i'm really sorry about saint patty's day <laughs> that's amazing yeah because you're like you'll do that that's amazing yeah we just, were talking about it was funny do you remember when um Siobhan's 21st birthday we did the, we went to the New Lily's York. Pad and Toads and the, uh Lily's Pads and Toads no you probably don't remember like any no, of no, that no 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 we went to Toads for Siobhan's birthday 21st. Toads Toads in New Haven yeah and we went to the upstairs place where it was like open bar from oh, 8 to Jesus, 10 oh Jesus that was her 21st that was her 21st and it was like right after my 21st I thought her 21st was when we took her to New York me I don't think so yeah because we were like it was like oh. everybody it was like um, everybody meaning like most of the Westcon people yeah 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 the Westcon crew and I think you fell asleep in like Heather's shoulder on the way back and it was hilarious and she brought that up the other day she's like remember those on my shoulder <laughs> sleep on her shoulder that Yo, was one of those that was, like, that was a terrifying time that was <laughs> a terrifying was. night for me it was it doesn't sound like it was as bad as the St. Patrick's Day but St. Patrick's Day was bad because any anytime I've never been to that parade and I always hear like just horrible horrible stories well, i was in i was like a sophomore in college yeah, or yeah. junior in college I, yeah. I don't know i don't even know when i was in college yeah. but that was a bad time i always hear bad stories that was a brain. bad i think you know what it was i think it's because oh i had a six pack of guinness before i think i got to fisco <laughs> that's how it usually usually starts yeah and as you know like a six pack is at the time that got me tipsy now oh, sure. now a six pack blacks me out. yeah right <laughs> but <laughs> but I was. I remember I was breaking through beers before I even met up with Fisco, and then yeah. I met Fisco, and you know Fisco, and he was just shots, beer, Fisco, shots, yeah. beer, shots, beer, <laughs> shots, beer. Fisco on my twenty-first. I'll never forget. I tell a story every once in a while. Um, we went to Rosie Tomorrow's. Oh, I remember freaking Westcon Rosie yep. Tomorrow's, and he got a Scorpion Bowl with one fifty-one yep. in the middle when and all ice, fire. and it's for two. Yeah, and he puts it down in front of the two of us. <laughs> And he starts drinking a little bit of it, and then he like tips it up and goes, "Here you go, you're gonna finish this." And I'm like, "Oh, what? oh no, I like hardly, I hardly drink, I hardly, yeah." And that was that was like Fisco's hazing of my 21st. Yeah, I remember that. Hilarious. I remember that. Oh my god, I, I remember the thing I remember most about Siobhan's was dancing with Aaron and Becca <laughs> and Heather. Yeah, and then I remember being oh in the women's god. bathroom or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> And somebody, some girl went in after me and was just like, there's blood everywhere. (laughs) I don't know why. I I don't remember puking blood or anything, but I remember her saying that. And then I remember. I'm I'm glad you're still safe today. I remember running down the stairs. Yep. Yep. And I forgot who said it, but just 
they were saying maybe it was you just you were at the top of the stairs and then you were at the bottom somehow you just oh man traversed the entire staircase in less than a second and you were totally fine i can't do that now no, I can't. I can't. I, I was on the other end of that. Thanks to you, at my freaking twenty-second birthday. What happened? When we went out to downtown Wallingford, and you made me do like three Irish car bombs. No. And you and remember, I fell asleep on my on my parents' like couch in the living room, and you fell asleep in the sunroom. Oh yes, I do remember that. I do remember. <laughs> yeah. And your mom woke, came walked down and just said, "Fun night, boys," yeah. huh? or something like yep. that. Yep. And I was like, I was like, Dubs is fine. He drove me home, and I was like, Dubs is sleeping outside, and it's October. <laughs> And I'm like, no, he was fine. He was fine. I yeah. was. I think I was fine. I think it was you who was really I was, fucked I up. I was not, yeah. Because I kept I getting you good. shots, I remember. I was, I was Popeye mode. So I learned about the Popeye mode that <laughs> night. The one I text. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. I I'm in the bathroom the ba- at the old Dublin. And I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. I remember I was like, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's hiding. And I remember pounding the door. Just, like, just chilling in the bathroom. Not even doing anything. Just texting in the bathroom. I was like, are you okay? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was like, you sure? Because you've been in there for a while. You're like, yep. no, no, I'm good. Yep. I'm good. Oh, I was man. like, well, there's a, there's a drink for you out, out here. He's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'll be there later. Oh, man. I'll be there later. <laughs> we could do a whole other three-hour podcast on the Europe adventures oh geez but yeah that's, no. that's a whole different that's too much that's a whole yeah that's a whole that's classified actually yes, i think some of those are true. classified that needs to be but uh yeah but no oh, fuck i remember that shit yeah. oh my god yeah but uh, anyways i need to do that with uh i try to do that with people more often um yeah, yeah also because like shit just shit just happens i feel bad like i haven't touched base with chet or chris in a long time yeah. and stuff like that and it sucks because like you want to but then everybody's wrapped up in life so it's not always easy as well no, yeah and it's just fuck i gotta find time I gotta yeah find time it's but, like it's good like and, and my my parents do the same thing they have friends that are just like from high school that they'll see like once a year but it's great because you make it work that way yeah you know it still works yeah just Yay. like this episode this, still worked this uh this special co-host episode yes appreciate yeah. it dude i'm glad you came it was fun yeah All right, I'm going to end it. Sounds good. (laughs) Bye-bye. Signing off. Yep. Same good. So we're going to do the famous, I don't know if the famous you Did you record that theme? I have to ask. What theme? Did you make that theme? Oh God! No, 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 no! I'll tell you about that once we go live. But uh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's a good, yeah, right. All of my, all of my music writing experience condensed to that <laughs> being the most famous like, song ever done. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Not in the way I was like, oh, it's just like GarageBand sounds. It sounds like a GarageBand. Oh, it's totally GarageBand. Yeah. <laughs>